0: We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging.
1: Here he is, Young No! Oh! Cartwheeling is one Brexit! Oh, this is one of the great put downs for the most tried.
2: Six more. This is a powerful and stunning performance, a statement performance by Mitchell Marsh. Victory for Australia, a stunning margin, eight wickets. He's
3: got Kenny Frobic there, he sets sail, and Kenny Frobic runs away. It's a great finish
4: to the game for the Dolphins. Tom has just completed what is his fifth hat trick for Tottenham
3: Hotspur. Spurs are running riot as the Burnley. In their droves, the Penrith Panthers in front of a standing ovation.
5: Quince, the minor premiership. It's the Panthers again, third time
6: in four
7: years. And now, overnight scores, expert comment and controversy on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
8: Good morning, everyone. Yes, the Penrith Panthers are minor premiers for the third time in four years. They'll get a home final next weekend. Who does Newcastle play in their home final? That's all the the last little piece of the NRL finals jigsaw puzzle to be decided. Dean Ritchie, good morning. Panthers were good last night.
9: Yeah, good morning, Ray. They certainly were. They were back to their best after that glitch the week before against the Eels. So, Ray, just quickly, Mm. nail down Penrith v. Warriors next week in Penrith. Broncos v. Melbourne. In back up again.
8: They're back up again.
9: <laughs> uh, the Knights will finish fifth. They will get a home final. And the other three teams in pecking order will be determined this afternoon when Sharks play the Raiders. If the Sharks win, the Roosters will finish seventh. That will be Sharks, Roosters at Shark Park, Newcastle, Raiders at Newcastle. If Canberra win, the Roosters will finish eighth. And that would mean Newcastle v Roosters, sharks v raiders again
8: Mm. a fascinating way to finish the home and away season just a quick recap of the scores so far in this final round back on thursday night the storm 32 defeated the broncos 22 both teams rested a lot of players i want to get to that in a second with you dino friday night manly finished their season off with a 54 12 thumping of the hapless tigers i think for tigers fans they will be glad this season is over uh, the Rabbitohs lost again 26-12 the Roosters have stormed into the finals the Rabbitohs what happened to season 2023 for them and yesterday the Dolphins 34 defeated the Warriors 10 they rested a lot of players ahead of the finals the Panthers they played pretty well they did play their full squad bar a, a couple of injuries Um, Kenny and Lui weren't there apart from that and Sorensen apart from that it was basically Penn was full strength side 44-12 over the Cowboys and the Knights Nine wins in a row, equaling a club record, 32-12 against the Dragons. Today's games: as Dino said, Titans take on Bulldogs at 2pm. The big game, Sharks versus Raiders at 4.05pm. Dino, this last round looked fascinating on paper, but a lot of clubs rested their best players ahead of the finals. And that's OK, they deserve that right to do so. But it has created a fair bit of debate. Should the NRL look at maybe having a week's rest like the AFL do, so these teams don't rest their star players?
9: Yeah, it's certainly worth investigating, right? I don't particularly like it. Uh, Personally, I think it affects the integrity of the competition. What, resting players? Yeah, I I don't don't want to see a game Mm. one week before the finals when I'm excited as a fan and I want to see the best players out there. Correct. I don't want to see teams minus 10 players. Mm. I mean, that's ridiculous. I understand what they're doing. Clearly, they're resting players, the bigger picture here. And they've earned that right to do and so. And they've earned that right. Mm. The bigger picture here is obviously a premiership victory. But I don't think it does uh, uh, the game any good. I don't think it's good for the fans. It certainly wouldn't be good for the TV ratings. Mm. There's multiple levels here which it would affect. I'm not sure what the answer is. Is a week off before the finals the answer? Possibly. Mm. But I'm not sure the broadcasters would like that either. Correct. Right, And that, they have to be yeah. consulted heavily. Mm. in these negotiations. But do I like it? No. Mm. Is it understandable? Yes. But I don't want to see a game with Melbourne-Brisbane on Thursday it night. would have been a cracker. Yeah. There would have been about 15 to 20 players missing. Mm. I mean, that is utterly ridiculous.
8: Yeah. Now, look, the AFL do it, but two points about that. You sort of – I know it's only one weekend, but you sort of lose a bit of momentum – I think as, as a sports enthusiast, and you're looking for the AFL not on this weekend, um, the broadcast issue is a big one. How do you get around that? So it's not as easy as it seems. I, do know, I did want to ask you, like, looking back on season 2023, we'll get to the teams that are in the finals in a second and just ask you how it might unfold. But if I was a supporter of South Sydney, Parramatta and, and the Cowboys, I'd almost think it was a season wasted. And... Are the biggest disappointments in 2023 the Bulldogs?
9: Uh, You could argue for all of those teams, to be honest with you, Ray. But right here, right now, Mm. you would have to say South Sydney. South Sydney the first team since the top eight came in, Ray, to miss the finals after leading the competition in round 11. Mm. That is a fair old collapse.
8: They were eight and three after round 11, top of the table. Correct, Mm -hmm.
9: correct. Uh, Even tougher to swallow given you have lost to your fierce rivals. Yeah. Uh, South, where did it go wrong, Ray? There's yeah. probably a dozen questions that need to be answered. Clearly something has gone wrong. A team just doesn't collapse like this so spectacularly with a roster that they have. Correct. Yeah. So how deep are the problems? I'm not inside the four walls. Yeah. Clearly the Sam Burgess thing didn't help. The criticism of Latrell Mitchell didn't help. Cody Walker copped some criticism too. Maybe it was just this perfect storm Mm. that happened at the worst possible time. But certainly the owners of South Sydney would be very disappointed. Uh, But for the Roosters, good luck to them. They were 14th at one point, Ray. They'd won five from 15 going into round 22. Mm. I said on this show a while back and I copped a bit of stick on the talkback line saying, just don't write the Roosters off yet. Come Just don't write them off yet And
8: they were good last week Manu who was out injured No Jarry was suspended
9: Sam Walker was brilliant The whole spine was brilliant yeah. Tedesco was great I thought mm. uh, If they play Cronulla in week one Ray you know, Cronulla's certainly beatable mm. So the Chooks can look forward With a little bit of optimism at the moment And they are on a roll They've yeah. got momentum And with momentum comes belief
8: Exactly Just back on South Losing nine of their last 13 games It's Hard to understand what happened there. he mentioned week one of the finals. Now the Panthers have obviously earned that that um, right to have a home ground um, f- semi final. So they will play there next week, as I said, against the Warriors. I th- what, don't quite sure the days yet. I think it might be a Saturday night waiting for confirmation of that. They'll get another sellout crowd as it was again yesterday. They'll get 22,000 odd. The Sharks, if they get a home final, this is interesting. I love your thoughts on this. Sharks, if they finish sick, they deserve it. They get the home final, but their ground only holds 12,000. Is that right? Given we have a couple of outstanding world-class stadiums that hold 30,000 plus, that will be empty on the weekend.
9: Yeah, I wrote a story about this in the Telegraph during the week, Ray, that the two newest stadiums in Sydney Allianz and Combank worth a combined total of $1.2 billion Mm. may well sit empty for the entire final series. Mm. It's no one's fault, Ray. It's not embarrassing for the NRL nor the government. It's just a quirk of the draw. It's where teams have finished and it's what teams have qualified. There's a few out of Sydney. I guess the key question uh, on social media after I wrote that story was Cronulla. Mm. We've got Allianz Stadium up the road. Holds 45,000. Shark Park holds 12. But, Ray, they've worked their backsides off Cronulla all mm. year. And if they've got a home final, they've earned that home final, they should they be permitted to is. play at home. Yep. Even though it probably sticks in the core of a lot of fans. And it does mean, Ray, you could potentially have 15, 20, 25,000 mm. locked out of a semi-final, mm. which is absurd when you think about it. But what can you do? The Shark Park ground is uh, low capacity and that's where the game will be played.
8: Yeah, no, And it's fair enough too. Just back to Penrith, three minor premierships and equal first in the last four years. Of course, they made the previous three grand finals winning the last two. This season, Dino scored 645 points, conceded 312. So on average, oh, the differential was 333, which is massive. On average, they scored 26.8 points per game, conceded only thirteen, staggering, isn't it?
9: Well, that's double. Yeah, it's they've staggering. actually doubled yeah. their points. again last night, Ray. You just watch them and you marvel, don't you? Mm. Dominant, professional. Everyone knows their job. It just comes through hours and hours of monotonous, relentless training and practice. Everything they do,
8: yeah,
9: mm-hmm. it just shines, doesn't it? Cog-
8: filled in at six like he's played there all next season. Next man up mentality. Yeah, it's yeah. an
9: easy thing to say. A lot of clubs say it these days. It's an NFL term which we use in rugby league. But mm. at Penrith, it is ever so true. The next man comes up and just does his job.
8: Yeah. And what about what's happening at Newcastle? Nine in a row. I think they're everyone's second favourite side going into the finals. You'd love to see him do Or well, They play an attractive brand of footy. They score heaps of tries. Dom Young's had a breakout season. The whole club... The, the support they're getting up there. They'll get a packed house there next weekend as well. How deep could they go into September?
9: I think the ceiling is open, Ray. I'm not prepared to put a mm. uh, restriction on anything what Newcastle do. Geez, they've got some weapons, haven't they? No, Greg Marju. Yeah. Uh, Bradman Best. Dom Young. Dom yeah. Young. Do you see those two tries he scored last <laughs> Incredible night? Incredible One, stuff. his legs were flipped in the air. It
8: was body was going over, yeah.
9: Yeah, and the next one, a few minutes later, he was uh, his legs were horizontal. It's
8: phenomenal. And he got
9: the ball down. For a no, big
8: man, for, he's
9: quite big. Absolutely. He's so athletic, isn't he? Absolutely agile. No mm. ponger, mm. no Hastings. Yep. Mm. Nine in a row. We're talking about up there now. Uh, with the great Newcastle sides of Andrew Johns, when you're I talking think nine and it's equaled the row. club
8: record, hasn't it? So, yeah. so
9: and as you say, they play a good style. Uh, they've got some uh, speed. They've got some power. They've got some big forwards. Who knows? Exactly. I don't think they can win it, personally. But how far can they go? They're fun to watch. You know what, Ray? <laughs> They're enjoying their footy. They yeah. just have this, let's just get out there, We'll rip in, Mm. and we'll see where it takes us. Exactly. No
8: pressure. And they're fun to watch. Now, the Broncos rested their players and potentially cost themselves a minor premiership, but the Storm, didn't they produce a new star? And do I pronounce it right, Dino? Is it Falongo? He was brilliant at the back. Absolutely out. He's two tries in the second half, and the speed he's got was phenomenal, and wasn't it good to see Pappenhausen play virtually a full 80 minutes, have a lot of involvement Do some really good things Score a try How deep can the Storm go?
9: I think that was a gentle reminder on Thursday night It was a little bit of good Hey, don't forget about us good call. Everyone's mm. overlooked Melbourne They're talking about this team and that team and the Panthers No one had been talking about Melbourne Storm, Ray mm. And that was, yes, granted Against weakened teams But that was just their little way of saying We're still here Yeah, mm. Sua Farlongo is his name
8: Farlongo, yeah You'll hear
9: a lot about him Wow Dynamite. Mm. What about the jet engines on oh, him?
8: Off a standing set. He's like Reese Walsh. Correct. just goes. He's gone.
9: Pappenhausen, you yeah. mentioned, Ray, ran for 135 metres, scored a try, try assist, uh, four from six, goal kicking. Paps is back. Great. And he'll be yeah. a great X factor for them in the finals. Yeah. And he's
8: probably going to come off the bench because Nick Meaney's had such a great season at the back for the Storm. That's understandable, but what a weapon. For Craig Bellamy to use during the finals to bring Pappenhausen, a fresh Pappenhausen, off the bench. He's a game, he's a game changer.
9: Speaking of speed, Ray, Friday night at Brookvale, Tolu Kohler again. A mm. Couple of tries, one early. Boy, can yeah. that kid run? Oh, he's quick, isn't he?
8: He is unbelievable. <laughs> Every
9: year in rugby league, Ray, we see the say the same thing. It's getting bigger and faster, faster yeah. quicker. How how much mm. further can it go? How much more physical capabilities yeah. can a human being have? It's, it's got to stop at some point. We're not made to go quicker yeah. than what we are
8: no, you, I know every year. It, it, it's it's, it,
9: it's not physically possible, but we seem to be getting quicker and bigger.
8: And you look at back when they replaced some of the old games back in the 70s and 80s, and just the shape of the players now um, they're so much bigger and stronger and indeed faster and it's and their athleticism is just incredible can't wait for this NRL final series kick off next weekend just being the final two games of the home and away season today at 2 p.m. Titans take on the Bulldogs 405 p.m that crucial game as Dino pointed out the Sharks versus the Raiders we mentioned the AFL of course they've had that week off Dino their final series will start um, this coming week on Thursday night a blockbuster Collingwood versus Melbourne, one versus four. On Friday, night, the um, Carlton will take on the Swans in Melbourne. On Saturday, St Kilda take on the Giants. The Giants' defeat of Carlton last week. Um, secure the Giants a a spot in the top eight and they're a sleeper the Giants they were a really good football side and Brisbane will take on Port Adelaide uh, two versus three that's on Saturday night so a lot to look forward to with the AFL.
9: Now racing yesterday at Randwick Ray we had the Concord Stakes the Chelmpit Stakes and the Tramway Stakes however a legend grabbed the spotlight and retired, run us through it.
8: Yeah, Nature Strip unfortunately has run his last race. And I've got to say, it was a classy moment from Chris Wall and the owners of Nature Strip immediately after the Concorde Stakes. He ran sixth. He was well beaten behind Remark, who was a very, very good winner of the Concorde. And he's now certainly being looked at as the potential Everest runner. He edged out in secret and Bell and team, the top three place getters right in the Everest mix. But... It it, it wasn't the nature strip we know, Dino. Um, He was struggling from the top of the straight, beaten about six lengths. Chris Waller always said if there was any indication he wasn't the nature strip of old, they'll pull the pin. Took probably 45 minutes. Press conference was called after the following race, so 10 minutes after race eight. Press conference was called. The owners were there. I think we all knew what, what they were going to say, and the announcement was official that nature strip has run his last race. Like anything in life, Dino, when you see a champion sports person or athlete or horse or whatever team, if they're not at the best, you don't like to see them struggle, do you? And I think it was a right decision made and a classy moment there yesterday. How will history
9: remember Nature Strip?
8: Uh, A champion sprint, it wouldn't be an all-time great, I wouldn't think, not up with the likes of the the Black Caviars and the Manacaras, etc., but he's not far behind them. And when you win 22 races... And you win nine group ones plus an Everest and you win a king stand at Royal Ascot in the manner of which he did. He deserves his place among our best ever sprinters. Um, It was great to watch in full flight. It was nothing better than watching nature strip speed around the race course. But we all come to an end and at nine years old, he's run his last race. The other... um, Old fan favourite Eduardo led for a long way, tied to run fourth. I haven't caught up with Joe Pride, I must admit, to see what the latest is with Eduardo. Um, but those two horses who have been automatic inclusions virtually in the Everest for many years, you could say now, well, obviously Nature Strip won't be there, and Eduardo, it's very, very unlikely he'd make the Everest field.
9: What did you make of the races themselves yesterday?
8: Yeah, remark was good, and he's a horse, Dino. You know, talk about. Um, Uh, footballers or sports people or whatever not realising their potential he promised the world and delivered an Atlas for two or three seasons remark yesterday that was the remark that we all thought um, was potentially a top line sprinter to be fair to the horse he's had a lot of injury issues and little illnesses and Niggles along the way, Team Hawk so persevered, they knew what they had, if they could get him right, he was an elite sprinter, he showed it yesterday, in secret, was very, very good running second for Godolphin, I think she showed she's right in the Everest, Bella Nipitina, she always flies under the radar, was very, very good, David Payne did it again, a $41 upset with Navajo Peak in the Chelmsford, he's a master trainer, David. Small team, always seems to find a good horse. We'll talk to him a little later just to see what the plans are for Navajo Peak. Um, Zach Lloyd's a star. you know. He won the Bart Cummings medal on Thursday night for New South Wales' most consistent and outstanding performer in 2022-23. Here he is on Saturday winning a Group 2 double. He rode Tis Invincible to win the Furious Stakes and then Pericles took out the tramway. Um, plenty of highlights at Randwick and also at at Caulfield, Mr Brightside, geez, a gun of a horse, beat Princess Grace, who might have been a touch unlucky in the Memsie. I wish I win. Terrific first up, a close third. Alligator Blood beaten less than a length, finishing fourth. The top four in betting, the top four proven top liners, so to speak, uh, filled those placings in the Group 1 Memsie. And last night at Menangle Park, you know, the inaugural running of the Tab Eureka, the only mare in the field, Encypher, Got up to win. Thrilling race.
9: Ray, I want to give a couple of quick wraps before we move on. Ben Cummins has retired. Mm. Uh, 443 or 444 at our Real Games. Five reason. grand finals, 14 origins. So Ben Cummins, whether you liked him or not, we always sit here and give the refs a clip over the years, but <laughs> great ref and a great career. And also Belinda Sharp. And Casey Badger. Mm. They were doing single games this weekend. Fantastic.
8: And first time ever, isn't first it? First time think? ever. Yeah, Casey's
9: yeah. doing the game this afternoon between Titans and the Bulldogs. Kay- and uh, Belinda did a great job over the weekend, too. Wayne from Catherine Bay texts in to Ray, Hi mm. Bulldog. I was the one person who bagged you about the Roosters making the eight. I was wrong. And I have to eat my words. Thank you, Wayne. But we all get it wrong. I get it wrong more than anyone. No, But uh, always had the feeling that they could storm home the Roosters.
8: And Sam Walker, geez, just brought that attack back to life. US Open, just quickly, Dino. um, US Open tennis. Diminor, Alex Diminor, Australia's uh, number 13 seed. Our big hope in the men's singles. He's now on court in the first set. He's got an early break. Um, Diminor is playing the 23rd seed which is uh, Nicholas Jarry up to love in the first set. The other big news here is Rinky Hijikata. who's Rinky? Yeah, he's best known love as the a name. double specialist. He was a wild card into the US Open. He's through to the fourth round. He beat Zhang Zijian. I hope I got that right. 6-3, 6-3, 4-6, 6-3 in the third round. He'll play the 10th seed, Francis Defoe, uh, in a fourth round Clash and, of course, Dimonor playing now on court early in the first set. Two love up against Jarry, trying to get through to the fourth round. Djokovic and Alcaraz both had little scares in the th- third round, but they're through, Dino.
9: I just Googled Ricky. is an old Kings boy out is there oh, at there oh, North Parramatta. I've got to say, too, Ray, we're a bit negligent. Happy Father's Day well, is happy. to you and to all the fathers out there. I hope you get mm. spoiled today and... There's barbecues and there's socks and there's undies and (laughs) there's footy and whatever you want to do. But happy Father's Day to all the dads out there listening. My dad's no longer here. I miss Mm. him every day. But happy Father's Day to my dad up there in heaven.
8: Yeah, for those who have lost their father, it's, of course, a a chance to reflect on the wonderful influences they had on their lives. And, yep, should be a great day. Happy Father's Day to all. Which brings us to our talk topic today, Dino, which is... Well, it had to be, didn't it? Oh, Best no. dad jokes. Oh, dear. Have you got one for us, my friend?
9: Oh, uh, yeah, dad jokes. Yeah. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? No. Supplies. Oh,
8: <laughs> They're pretty bad, these dad That's jokes, aren't they? terrible. i got one for you. Uh, even Hamish hates yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> All right, well, see if Hamish likes this one. What happens if Usain Bolt misses his bus? Go on. He waits for it at the next stop. <laughs> That's a great point, Ray. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the I've got a half a cold still, Ray. If you yeah, make me laugh... Yeah, you're still struggling a bit, aren't you? Yeah. If you make me laugh, I'll cough. You're taking any your medication? For yeah, yeah,
9: I've taken everything. I am yeah. the. I get too many colds. I don't know what... You know what I do me. when
8: I feel a bit fluey? Go for a long run. Everyone's different, but it always seems to... Well, I've touched what it seems I to be I'll tell you a bit of the advice. Time. There's yeah. a bike
9: used to work at the... Telegraph called Mike Hurst. Yes. You know Mike very well. Great Mikey. Mike was a great mm-hmm. athletics writer mm-hmm. and he was a great trainer. Great coach. I saw a Darren coach. Clark, Marie yeah. Holland, wonderful. Mm. He said to me once, you can cook a virus by sweating it out.
8: Yes. Well, there you go.
9: But he said you've got to do it in the first 24 to 48 hours. If you procrastinate in that time and go later, it does damage. That makes sense. So you've, if you're going to sweat out a, a yeah. cold or a flu, do it early. Otherwise, it does more damage. And that's from the great Mike Hurst. who was an elite athletics okay. coach.
8: Yeah, well, everyone's different. It sort of makes sense to me. But, yeah, um, I well, can if, see where he's coming from. If anyone out there wants to SMS, I can't get rid of my cold. What can Dino
9: do? What can I do <laughs> to get rid of my cold? I'm 10 days in and I'm still, <laughs>
8: still struggling. Struggling. Someone might say just go and have a good session on the grog. That might fix you up.
9: Whatever you guys suggest out there, <laughs> I'll try. Well, so we got Dad jokes. And fix up Bulldog's cold.
8: Call us on thirteen fifty three fifty three SMS 0419 Dad jokes or remedies for Dino's cold.
9: And keep it clean.
1: The very best of US racing seven days a week.
3: Gunrunners on top of the world. He wins the
1: Breeders' Cup Classic. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network introducing the car sales car of the year the all-electric
10: kia ev6 with up to 528 kilometers of range the kia ev6 is leading the charge and with its ultra fast charging technology you can charge from 10 to 80 percent in as little as 18 minutes the kia ev6 car sales car of the year find out more at kia.com.au or drop in to your nearest kia dealer
11: kia movement that inspires Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team.
5: Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge, plus head to Sha Tin for the four group ones and the World Turf Championships.
11: And when not at the racecourse, you can shop, harbour cruise or just relax.
5: Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong. Myself, Dave Stanley and
11: Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au.
0: The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country race, is back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. New South Wales residents only. Ticket sales close 11.59pm, 6 September 2023. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. New South Wales permit number GOCSC forward slash 1058. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au
6: spring is here and the racing is heating up at the Run to the Rose Day. Featuring thrilling group racing and a vibrant trackside atmosphere, it's your last chance to be part of the action ahead of the Sydney Everest Carnival. Run to the Rose Day this Saturday at Rose Hill Gardens. Book now at theraces.com.au
12: This is Slovenia. Slovenia, they need to enjoy this. This is a big win. The final buzzer.
6: Slovenia upsetting Australia. On
7: Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
8: Welcome back to the show. That was Slovenia 91 defeating the Boomers 80. So it knocks the Boomers out of medal contention in the, the FIBA Basketball World Cup. So Slovenia gaining some revenge for Losing that bronze medal playoff against Australia, 107 uh, 93 in the Tokyo Olympics. So disappointment for the Boomers. They play later on today against Georgia, but they are out of medal contention. Hey, Dino, it's race replay time, but a couple of things with the SMSs are flooding in with remedies for you. One of them from, should I give this man up? I will. You're going to? Trainer John O'Shea. Oh, He's John. texting and he says, Dino, stop sleeping in the nude. <laughs> John, that's inappropriate. This is a family show. Actually, you, you sent something to me the other day. and I, I didn't realise John played a bit of footy. I asked him when you sent that text. And so let it... the people know. I was yep. on Facebook and mm. people often
9: post old footy line-ups. Mm. And this was a Queensland primary school team. And there's John O'Shea in the centres, Number four. I yeah. sent it to you. I so said, could I... it be the
8: same J-O-S? So I flicked it on to John. He, he rings and said, where'd you get that from? And I said, the great man sent it to me. And it, it is John. He was um, playing in the centres for the Queensland Primary Schools team. I think it was 1981 by memory. So he was 12 years old. And he said in the New South Wales team, there were the likes of Benny Elias. Uh, no, sorry, the Australian high school team playing the same day was Benny Elias and Ricky Walford, who were absolute stars. And in his team, I think Sean Gallack was yeah, playing. Yeah, Gallack, Darren Junie, Jeff Toovey. That's it, Jeff Toovey. And an ACT team like, also played that day, had Bradley Clyde Bradley in the Clyde. primary schools. Who, who is, is
9: going to be our special guest at 10 past nine to preview the big game this afternoon who down there at Shark park. Um,
8: I don't mean to be a bearer of bad tidings. You still owe John O'Shea that lunch.
9: Well, given he was a football player and he ended up being a great trainer, still a great probably trainer. proves that he wasn't much of a player.
8: What are you saying there, Dean? Well, I'm
9: saying, obviously, he realised he wasn't <laughs> much of a player and wanted to go into another vocation in life. And say, it proved to be wise, to well, be fair to yeah, him.
8: He's, we could say he's been a success in both. Well, I'm
9: not sure. I did a bit of ringing around about his performance that day and I reckon it was
8: Pretty substandard. John, you're entitled to ring in and have a return serve if you want. Pretty Dino, you got some SMSs.
9: Yeah, it's coming in thick and fast about my cold. Happy Father's Day, boys. Uh, why did the Mexican push his wife off a... No, I won't go there. Sorry, right? <laughs> I'm reading these as we go. Um, tequila is one suggestion. Uh, someone else is saying 10 schooners. Willow saying... Habit about swallowing a cup of concrete? Thanks, Willow, for your contribution. Uh, one bloke, Dave, says, <laughs> I had
8: a cold for seven weeks. So toughen up, Bulldog. This one, I just lost it now. What, what do you call a, a Greek bloke walking down the stairs? What? Condescending. <laughs> <Best> <laughs> <ever>. My... <laughs> Happy Father, that was on Chris from Newcastle.
9: Gav Little's text in too. Bloke asked me to spell wonton backwards. I said, not now.
8: Ah, very, very good. Dun, 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 dun. dun. (laughs) Okay. We better go into race replays. Um, Yesterday, terrific racing at Rammick. First of the features was the Furious Stakes. Tis Invincible. Terrific again for Zach Lloyd.
4: Platinum Jubilee in the hands of Josh Parr comes up. The rise from Cigar Flick and Firelane coming into it nicely on the outside. Followed by Tiz Invincible revved up from Summer Loving. Further back to Mumbai Muse. Kamachi has got a lot of chasing to do inside the 200 Cigar Flick races to a narrow lead from Tiz Invincible. Mumbai Muse coming through the middle. Tiz Invincible heading top gear now. And Tiz Invincible draws clear for a big one in the Furious Estates. Kamachi wound up doing her best work at the end into second... Mumbai Muse third, then Summer Loving.
8: Best part of her race was the last 100 metres. So, Kieran Marr is looking forward to the next two legs of the Princess series um, the T Row stakes and the Flight stakes with Tiz Invincible. This is the Concorde stakes, the big one of the day. Remark bursts into the Everest conversation.
4: Where, very wide out remark, even wider as Nature Strip. Back on the inside, Eduardo. And now the mayor in secret has got a mile of room to go through. So it's Bella Nipatina picking up. It's remark in front of Eduardo. Here's Bella Nipatina running on with In Secret. Remark in front, going well. Remark clings on and wins the Concord. Beat In Secret and Bella Nipatina. Then came Eduardo
8: rocketing by... And no fluke about that win either, to be fair to Remark. He was three wide exposed throughout under Tyler Schiller, but just too good. And Dino on a track that was still rated a soft five, so it wasn't lightning fast by any means. Remark went 56.57 for the 1,000, 32.8 for the last 600, so a pretty decent gallop. On to the Chelmsford Stakes. David Payne wins his fourth Chelmsford with a 41... Go a bolter, Navajo Peak.
4: And Lindemann's got plenty of these struggling turning for home. Lindemann three lengths in front. Knight's order's gone. Navajo Peak giving chase in second spot. Followed then by Major Beale. Think it over. Modiphilia. Who you mal starting to run on getting a gap now. It's Lindemann being tackled by Navajo Peak. Navajo Peak the outside of Lindemann. Then came Major Beal. Think it over. Navajo Peak in front from think it over. Ma- Navajo Peak an upset. Navajo Peak has beaten either Major Beal or think it over. Ever.
8: Then came Huyamao. Yeah, Navajo Peak. Terrific effort. We'll talk to David Payne shortly, but some good runs behind him. Major Bill, the Derby winner, excellent second up. Think it over. He is back in a big way. Linderman, a much improved run. Huyamau and Montefilio also excellent in a, a pretty strong Chelmsford. Onto the tramway sakes Pericles. He's flying. And Alentia's been wide from the start. She's
4: only a few links off the lead as they come up the rise now. Pericles on the inside of Skyman. Alentia starting to wind up getting past going global. Palmetto has gone back to the inside, but showing a good kick. <coughs> Here is Pericles kicking hard Pericles from Skyman. and then came Valentias Zayrek, but Pericles is going to lead all the way. Beat Skyman, third between Zayrek and Alencia.
8: Yeah, he's a good horse, Pericles. He's two from two this prep and is right on track for the Epsom. You're donning the jacket, Dino. You're, you are struggling a bit, aren't you, I no, just want to stay warm, Ray boy. Yeah, you are struggling The studio
9: goes up and down in terms it of does, temperature. It does, yeah.
8: It can get cold in the next minutes like a sauna. But anyway, stay, stay well, my friend. Mimsy Stakes, Group 1 Racing back in Melbourne. The, the Big 4, Mr. Brightside, Princess Grace, I Wish I Win, Alligator Blood, great finish.
5: Mr. Brightside is three wide, two off the lead and coming on. Princess Grace behind them, needing to get off the fence and behind them I wish I win gone to the outside, followed by Bandersnatch. Alligator Blood up to Visto. 250 metres to go. Mr. Brightside joining in Princess Grace behind them, darts up underneath of them and I wish I wins got out and coming as well. Mr. Brightside up to Alligator Blood at the hundred then I wish I win Princess Grace Mr. Brightside fends them off and wins again. Mr. Brightside has won it from a photo
3: between I Wish I Win, Princess Grace, then Alligator
8: Blood. Seriously. He's a terrific horse, Mr. Brightside. Three wide throughout, still one. Princess Grace just held up a little bit in the straight. She was terrific again. I Wish I Win, a great return. Alligator Blood right there fighting hard. Um, Damien Oliver rode Alligator Blood, Dino, and of course he announced during the week that he is retiring at the end of the spring carnival. Talk about legends of the sport. He is one of the all-time greats. You could argue statistically he is the best ever, Damien Oliver. Good, good de- debate to have in the bar one day who the best jockey of all time is. Um, angle last night, the $2.1 million, the Tab Eureka, the inaugural running of the race, tremendous contest. One mare in the field. Her name was Encypher cipher's putting in a claim. The mare she's coming quickly as
2: Leap to Fame quickly goes to catch a wave. Here comes the mare. cipher down the outside. The mighty mare's out after Leap to Fame. cipher goes up, puts the nose in front, comes away. A famous victory. cipher beats Leap to Fame. Third captain ravishing. Fourth home in the race. Getting home late. Yeah, big...
8: Great drive by Luke McCarthy and Encipher ambushed Leap to Fame. He sat outside the lead and was tough throughout but she was just too Good. Um, in the end, a, a great win for inside. A quick update in the tennis team. I've got a couple of SMSs I know you want to read. Dimonor's got a double break now. Up 5-1 in the first set against Jerry.
9: Yeah, Brett from Richmond. Happy Father's Day. What is the worst sport to play? Badminton. <laughs>
8: yeah.
9: Bad joke there, Brett, but very, very good. Uh, no name on this one for you. Cold, half a glass of apple cider vinegar. Isn't that that stuff that tastes disgusting? Ooh, yeah. oh. Having said that, if it fixes it, just, just I'm happy to go scallop anywhere. Vino. Just scallop. Uh Matt from Jarvis Bay. Bulldog, you need half a dozen shots and a good scotch over two hours. Works a treat. I think the hangover would be worse than the
8: cold. Mm. This, is, this is not in good taste, but what did the cannibal say when he ate the clown? Go on. <laughs> you, you taste funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad one We better take a quick break Listen to Dino No, not quick break We've got plenty of people want to have their say so On the open line Sorry about that Producer Hamish We've got Mark on the line Mark's got some dad jokes And a cold cure for you Dino Mark Good morning Talk to me Mark G'day fellas Happy Father's Day And the same to you Mark Can you help Dino Mark Yep,
13: yeah, yep yeah. Make a coffee mug Nice one mm. One or two tea bags Boiling water um, honey, don't put sugar in it. You've got to use honey. Sugar's not good. Yep. And then make some good OP rum. A good dash oh, of that. There
8: you go, Dina. What do you reckon?
13: So, then, yeah, two tea bags, honey and rum. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to use OP rum. Right. If so okay. you can get some good moonshine, like some good stuff, <laughs> like, you know, you're talking about 60, 70%. Yeah. 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 Mark, park oh.
9: will end up bloody legless. <laughs>
11: No, well, mate... That you might fix you up, do you
9: know?
13: Yeah, mate, yeah, or the old Vicks Vapour rub when you go to bed, champion. What's your dad <laughs> joke, Mark? Oh, there's two of them. Yeah. What happens when you crush a sheep with a kangaroo?
8: No. Nah. You get a woolly jumper. <laughs> That's good, I like and it. What, yeah.
13: you, what do you call a Lebanese bloke standing between two tall buildings?
8: <laughs> no, what do you call them? Alley.
7: Thank you, Mark. <laughs> good
8: one, Mark. Great call. Steve's on the line. I think he wants to talk about resting players. It's a hot topic, Dino. Steve, good morning.
14: Hello there. How are you guys? Terrific. Thanks good, for your Steve. call,
8: Steve. You want to talk about um, these teams resting players yeah, in I the final round? Yeah.
14: You've got a great show, and just keep it keep it going. No, thanks, thanks so much. Steve.
8: Thanks for listening, Steve.
14: Yeah. Hey, listen, we've got a multi multi million dollar business there in the um, in the rugby league you know, with TV deals and everything. And if I'm correct, did I hear that first past the post
9: to get the Gilton Shield is only 200000 Yeah, you're right, Steve. It was one they have increased yes. it. They've increased prize money for all uh, competing in the finals. But I'm with yeah. you, Steve. I still think it could be more. I think the AFL, uh, I think it's over a million dollars, the Premier's me. pocket. Okay. And I think yeah. the runner-up last year, Pocketed 600,000.
8: Minor premiers
9: or pre yeah. premiers? Premiers. Okay. Yeah. Our premiers well, has increased. I'm mm-hmm. not sure exactly what it is. So we are yeah. m- working in the right direction, Steve, but yes, we are a long way behind AFL.
14: Oh, yeah. Well, see, if one player's salary is, you know, they're talking over million dollar salaries now. And to play 27 rounds and you get a lousy 200,000.
9: Yeah, it's not enough, is it? Not it enough. doesn't make no. sense. Mm. Steve, you I know? think the minor premiership's underrated in Rugby league. I think it's a real uh reward for longevity, consistency, uh and I just think it's undervalued to some degree. Yes, yes. they get the Gilton and Shield. Yes, they get two hundred thousand. And I'm not gonna sit here and start throwing out parts home final uh, mm. about uh you know, what it they should get. I just yeah. think it's undervalued a little mm. bit. Mm. Oh, Well see this is what gets me with the um multi-million dollar TV deals.
8: Yeah. Yeah, I know where you're coming from, so it was a really good call and probably something that could be looked at because, as you said, Dino, it's a significant achievement and Penrith have finished first or equal first. They won three minor premierships and their equal first was Storm in their four years, so they've had a fantastic run. And as you said, it's a, it's, um, a mark of their consistency that they've been able to do it over such a, a lengthy period. We'll take a quick break. Listen to Adina and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
15: Hi, Craig Lowndes here. As a professional driver, safety is my highest priority. That's why I'm a proud ambassador for the Australian Road Safety Foundation. September marks Rural Road Safety Month. Now, it's a national initiative to highlight the horrific stat that two out of three fatalities occur on our roads happen either in rural or regional areas. We're calling on you to choose road safety every time you're behind the wheel. I choose road safety for every single road user. Who do you choose it for?
6: Friday, September 15, get trackside for outstanding Spring Carnival Racing on Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup Race Day. Featuring three Group 3s, including the $300,000 Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup. Plus, you can make it a two-day celebration and include Ladies' Day on the Saturday. Experience the pinnacle of spring racing in the Hunter at Newcastle Racecourse. Race day packages are available now. So go online and secure your tickets at newcastleracecourse.com.au. Hey, tradies, is the stress of running a trade
16: business it? Doing- Andy and Angela, why do you use
11: radio advertising to promote the Lifestyle Tradie podcast? The podcast and the membership is actually geared towards tradies. And
5: radio reaches them throughout the day in their cars and on site.
11: I notice you DIY the ads yourself.
5: <laughs> I know I've got a yobbo voice, but it works well for us.
11: Fancy having your own breakfast show? <laughs> well, I am an early riser. Discover the unlimited ways to reach your audience at commercialradio.com.au. Radio
16: Unlimited.
15: First up this morning, big news for our national sport,
7: cricket. Uh, cricket? E- Sorry,
11: but our national sport what? is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's rugby no league. cricket was played first. No, soccer's played the most. No, played but the
3: best. Well, the world would
0: argue yeah.
16: swimming. We, we ski th- almost no as much as Sport is our
11: sport, and it's all better on the Tab app. Tab. We're on.
0: You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
16: Another slower ball here. You can just see taking pace out. Trying to make it harder. Now another chance. This is the run out. What a moment for the Southern Brave. Lauren Bell throws the ball in the air. They failed in 2021, in 2022, but 2023, the Southern Brave women have finally, finally crossed that line.
7: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
8: Uh, Welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Just quickly, it was cricket down on the cricket. Australia have gone 2-0 up in their T20 series against South Africa. Mitch Marsh... Hit 92 not out in the first game, 79 not out of 39 balls in the second. He's, of course, capping the T20 side. They play South Africa in the third of those T20s tonight. Then there's five ODIs in South Africa as they prepare for the World Cup uh, in India um, later next month. So the Australian's in pretty good form, but I must admit, Dino, it's a, a weakened South African side. Um, also, US Open tennis, Diminor's got the first set, 6-1 over Nicholas Jarry, so he's off to a good start in that third round match, potentially joining Australia's other um, player, Rinky Hijikata, in the fourth round of the US Open. You got a few SMSs there, Dino?
9: Yeah, Shane from Budrum's on fire this morning. Yeah. He sent two, and I've got to read him out. I said to my wife, this will probably get us in trouble, Ray. Mm -hmm. I said to my wife, your underwear is too tight and revealing. Uh. She said, well, wear your own then.
8: (laughs) 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 Is that from Shane from Butter? Another (laughs) one he said, I
9: hired a handyman to do some odd jobs uh, and left him a list. When I got home, he'd done one, three, five items in order. Turns out he only does odd jobs.
8: Odd jobs, (laughs) I like it. And David Payne is joining us. (laughs) Who was that one from, Shane? Of course, who was? Yeah, he's in fire. This man was on fire. Four Chelmsfords. He's won it previously with unearthly Nevis and Gallant Test. They were very, very good mares. Navajo Peak might be the best of the quartet. He was a $41 outsider yesterday. He won't start at those odds again. David Payne, the trainer, is on the line. David, good morning. How good is Navajo Peak?
13: Morning, Ray. Well, we, you know, he he keeps stepping up to the plate. You mm. know, every prep. Uh, you know, I actually, uh, Alan Denham just phoned me now. He 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 had him. You know, and when he retired, he sent him to me. Yeah,
8: yeah.
13: And yeah, I know he's just. Uh, had a chat about him. Did he out, was just did Tim Yeah, as yeah. yeah. a baby. Yeah. Mm.
8: Did Alan have an opinion of Navajo Peak as a young? Yes. Boy?
13: Yeah. yeah. When he sent him, you know, when he when he gave up training, and he said to me, "Would I take him?" He said, look, he's a, he could be a decent horse
8: yeah, at no. that stage, shot. Huh? Well, yesterday he was there to be beaten, wasn't he, um, David? Because well, he took the field up to the leaders. He dashed to the front. He showed a lot of fight.
13: And he had a tough run. You mm-hmm. know, he missed a slightly. He uh, had four wide one time. And, uh, no, look, he's just got the will to win.
9: David, which race will you aim Navajo Peak for this spring? The Epsom or the Metropolitan?
13: Uh, Dean, I think the Metropolitan will be the better race, you know. Looking, but I'll I'll put him in the in in, in the um, Epsom uh, as a insurance. Yeah. But I think the longer the better. We can sit back on him. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so we we'll, we'll look at both,
8: yeah. yeah. It must be exciting for you, Dave, because here he is yesterday. He'd never won a stakes race before. He had been stakes place. He made a lot of... Um, uh, he stormed through the grades in the autumn to get to stakes level. Yesterday, he wins a Group 2 race, a wait-for-age race over 1,600, when you know in your heart that he's better when he gets to 2,000, indeed 2,400. For sure.
13: But, you know, and, and, Ray, he should have won the... Uh Gosford Gold Cup, yeah, yeah. he was very, very unfortunate that yeah, day. Yeah. And, you know, all, all, we were, all the only ones said is in the Caulfield Cup, so okay. he's been trying to get his, we, we've been trying to get his rating up, you
8: know.
13: Yeah, fair enough. And when I nominated him for the one Gold Cup, I said to the owner, let me put him in the uh, in, in the Chelmsford as well, because yeah. uh, his last run was excellent at Wait for H, uh, yeah. and in my heart, I was hoping he drew badly in the Gold Cup, which he did.
8: I can't see you can scratch so, him, yeah.
13: So, yeah, I could scratch him, yeah. yeah.
8: Mm. Well, that Group 2 win is going to help you get into these bigger races later in the spring. What's next for Navajo Peak?
13: Uh, well, I'll just have to look at the program, but uh, there it, will be a couple of those staying races, I would think. Yeah, yeah
8: no, he's going well. Good day mm. yesterday for the stable, Dave. Mont Felicity was excellent in the midway, just being beaten. Raging Bull, he was his good honest self in the Tats Cup.
13: Yes, and, and we had a winner. We had one run at Hawkesbury that won the state yeah, of America. He yes. won well, yeah. Yeah, look, old Raging Bull, he just wants a tee. He's just a two miler. Hmm. You know, he's just looking for a lot of distance. He just goes at one one bet. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and hmm.
8: and Mon Felicity?
13: Yes, she'll run uh, on Wednesday at the Kensington track. Mm hmm. So she, 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 she'll be uh, hard to beat there. Exactly.
8: And yeah. uh, just, um, I hope I pronounced this right, Dave, Ajita. Or, uh, is yeah, Ajita. Yeah. yeah, Ajita. He's, he's, a whole, is, he's uh, storming he's, through yeah. his grades at the Provincials.
13: Yeah, he's... Uh, I'll put him in the paddock for a week and he'll go for the Dulcify, Gloaming and the Spring Champion.
8: Now, nah, fair enough. He looks a really promising three-rider. Yes,
13: lovely. Was,
8: yes. Hey, yeah. hey, Dave, it was the first... Official day of the spring carnival yesterday, and gee, it it felt it didn't it Ramek? It was a real buzz at the, around the place, and um, some great racing, and it's all ahead of us from here on. You've got a real yeah. player here in Navajo Peak.
13: Yeah, no, look, it's uh, it's always nice to win a race, you know, in, in the carnival. So we started off well. So yeah. please, got to keep it keeps going. Exactly. <laughs>
8: hey, yeah. hey, Dave, just fine. I know you you love your rugby, and the, of course, the rugby World Cup will start. Later this week, um, Australia have their first game against Georgia on September 10. New Zealand take on France to open the tournament on September 9. Who, who wins the World Cup, Dave?
13: I would say it's between Ireland, New Zealand and South Africa.
8: Uh, fair enough. You always on the yeah. Wallabies any hope?
13: Oh, just Eddie. I don't know. He keeps changing things. <laughs> <does>. You know, <laughs> but uh, the, the, I, I think they're in a the better pool. You know the yeah. weaker pool. They so going to get through if they can that, get some
8: yeah. momentum going? You never know. Yeah, so.
13: that that'll help, and they get some confidence, and get you know their players to gel. Yeah, then them, then then they got an outside chance yeah. for yeah.
8: sure. Hey Dave, mm. terrific! Congratulations on Navajo Peak yesterday, um, winning the Chelmsford. Happy Father's Day today, mate! And uh, thanks,
13: and you and you too, Ray and Dean. Thanks and, so much, and, for David. Uh, and have and,
8: a, have uh,
13: a great day, Dave. Yeah, thanks, and thanks, me. Cheers, Dave. Thanks, Dave. thanks Dave.
8: Cheers, there's. Bye. David Payne, a master trainer. You know, he only has a small team, but every year he's got a carnival horse. It's remarkable. And here he is bringing Narbaho Peak out of nowhere virtually, winning a, a prestigious weight for age race like the Chelmsford.
9: I heard him talking about the Wallabies there. right? Yeah. Eh? I don't know which player it was. I saw him interviewed in the news last night. And he's sitting there saying, oh, the Wallabies were on the right track and we're on the right trajectory. You're losing. I'm thinking, yeah. you've just lost
8: five in a row. <laughs> what kind of trajectory are you actually on? Yeah, it's, it's disappointing. Oh, look, he's hoping that they can get off to a good start against Georgia and build some momentum as they get into the tournament, and you never know. Hey, Dino, a couple of um dad jokes. Stu says, my wife told me to stop impersonating a flamingo, so I had to put my foot down. <laughs>
9: <laughs> Glenn from Serena Beach says, the minor premiership is not relevant uh, when they do not, do not play full home and away rounds. Yeah, Glenn's right to some degree, but I still think it's yeah you know, it's a reward for the grind ray mm. it's not easy coming first right, in a 17 team field
8: but 100% peter says i bought a trampoline for a bed the other day my girlfriend hit the roof <laughs> why shouldn't i date a, why shouldn't you date a tennis player because love means nothing to them According to Pete. Just quickly, Dimonor up 2-1 in the second set. Of course, he won the first 6-1. That's his third round game against Jerry. So potentially gets into a fourth round. So he's going well at the moment. Alex Dimonor, 13th seed in the US Open. Tanya's in studio with
17: today's Scratchings. Ten. good morning. Morning, folks. Yes, racing in New South Wales today is at Moree and Mudgee and Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Let's have a look at Moree. The weather is fine. The track is soft. Five, the rail is true, and there are 17 scratchings. The first race is clear. From race two, take six, Salad Dodger, number six. Race three, number 12, Idyllic, number 12. Out of race four, number six, Harbour Gold, seven, Severine, nine, heiress Hera. 12 be alive and the emergency eighteen. Six, seven, nine, twelve, and eighteen. Race five, number four, Star of Kings, seven, hardness and eight, hot or not, four, seven, eight. Race six, number two, pyramid of fire and four Ithacus, two and four. Out of race seven, number one, not a bad idea. To Machina Volante, Emergency 15, 1, 2, 15, And out of race 8, number 1, River Mac. And 13, Loca, 1 and 13 from race 8 at Moree. Mudgy, the weather is fine, the track a good four, the rail out four metres from the 900 to the 600 to the remainder, and there are 18 scratchings. Out of race one, take five, no guarantees, number five. Race two, number eight, Hampton Cove, number eight. Race three is clear. Race four, take out five, subscribe me, seven anxiety, 10, Lovely lil, and 11, Soul Knight, 5, 7, 10, 11. Race 5, number 1, Always On Show and 6, Machina Volante, 1 and 6. Out of race 6, number 1, Newsbeat, 3, Bonita Queen, 4, Rock and Rain, 10, Lady of Abundance, 12, Time Bandit, Emergencies 15 and 18, 1, 3, 4, 10, 12, 15 and 18. And race 7, number 2, Sparkingly, 3, Zunile, and eight, Moritz Girl, two, three, and eight from race seven at Mudgee. And the Sunshine Coast, where the weather is fine, the track a soft five. In fact, I've gone to Moree. I've skipped a page. Back to the Sunshine Coast, where the weather is fine, the track a good four, the rail out nine metres the entire course, penetrometer 6.67 and 38 scratchings. From race one, take out number four, number four. The second race is clear. Race three two. 10 and 11. From race 4, take out 3 and the emergencies 14 through to 18. From race 5, numbers 2 and 7. Race 6, 9, 11, 15, 17, and 18. Race 7, numbers 4, 8, 11, 12, 13, and 17. Race 8, two, three, 4, 7, 13, and 14. And race 9, take out 2, 7, 15, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 and 22. Thanks, Tan. Just a quick update. Um, Richie Callender isn't on this morning, Tan. He hasn't been well, so
8: shout out to Richie. Hope you Absolutely. get better quickly, get my better friend. better soon, Rich. Yep, 100%. Have a great Father's Day, even though you're not feeling the best. Richie's had a tough week. Hey, tips today, um, Tan and Maury. It's Maury Cup Day. I thought in race three, number one deal break, would be hard to beat into race five, number two, I'm not slew. Um, in the Maury Cup, gee, it's an open race, but I didn't mind Royal Charge at each way odds, race seven number three, Royal Charge. And at Mudgy today, I think we can get the money in the first two races, get a bit of a bank there. Race one, number two, Omians is pretty short, should win. Into race two, number three, Daxha will be hard to beat. Uh, Alex Dimenor's got a a break in the second, trying to serve to consolidate it and go 3-1 up. He won the first set, 6-1. He's on track at the moment to get through to the fourth round. He's got that, he's consolidated that break. He has gone 3-1 up in the second set. Listen to Adino and Ryan, a big sports breakfast weekend, here's the news.
16: Hello, I'm Sarah Warmby. One of Australia's music legends is throwing his support behind the Yes campaign. Georgia kondek has the story. Legendary singer-songwriter John Farnham has given permission for his hit song You're the Voice to be the soundtrack of the campaign. The video will air across multiple platforms seeking to inspire voters to vote Yes on October 14. It's the first time Farnham has allowed his hit to be used commercially. He hopes the song will not only help support the Yes campaign but make the case for the constitutional change. Mr Farnham says the song changed his life and now hopes it might help to change the lives of our First Nations people for the better. It's the first major ad to be released for either side before the referendum day. West Australia's shadow housing minister says a review of the state's priority housing waitlist process is needed. The call follows the reports of the recent deaths of two babies in the state whose families were homeless when they died. Steve Martin says the state government should reconsider supporting a recommendation from an inquiry into the funding of homelessness services.
18: The government's response to the
19: inquiry was very good and they have supported most of the recommendations. Strangely, they haven't taken up our suggestion, our recommendation, that they make the housing waitlist and needs-based assessment.
16: This week is Spinal Cord Injury Awareness Week, with the focus on improving employment rates among people living Living with the disability. Fewer than half of 15 to 64-year-olds living with a disability are unemployed compared to 80% of able-bodied people. Spinal Life Australia Access and Advocacy Advisor Dane Cross says it's time for change.
20: Enable your business, employ people with disability. I guess it's a clarion call for all companies to create a more equitable workplace, you know, a place where diversity in all forms, is not just accepted but celebrated.
16: Northern Territory Police have arrested two of New South Wales Police most wanted fugitives in a town near Darwin. Members of the NT Police Tactical Response Group arrested the two men aged 34 and 36 at Adelaide River on Friday. The men will face an extradition hearing in Darwin tomorrow. The Italian government has given another indication it will pull out of China's Belt and Road initiative. Victoria's deal with the Chinese was scrapped by the federal government. More from the BBC's Paul Moss. They
2: can't say they weren't warned. Italy was the first leading economy to sign up to China's Belt and Road Initiative, which has seen China fund infrastructure projects around the world. But the European Union said the initiative was a means by which Beijing is seeking to increase its global influence. And last month, the Italian defense minister said the decision to join had been atrocious. Now the foreign minister, Antonio Tajani, has complained it hasn't increased Italian exports to China. He's about to pay the country a visit, where he may negotiate an exit from the deal.
16: Briefly, the Nobel Foundation has retracted its invitation for representatives of Russia, Belarus, and Iran, to attend this year's Nobel Prize Awards ceremonies. And India has launched its first observation mission to the sun. This is Air News. In the NRL, the Panthers have claimed the minor premiership for the third time in four years after beating the Cowboys 44 12. Forward Liam Martin has told the ABC it was important for the site to perform well before the finals. We
1: just wanted a good performance, you know. Last week was, you know, pretty poor. We sort of wanted to turn it around and
18: sort of build a final template um, leading into the next couple of weeks. And I think the first half we did that.
16: The Dolphins took down the Warriors 34 10, the Knights beating the Dragons 32 12. In the NRLW, the Dragons smashed the Cowboys 48-16. The Broncos and Knights also posted wins. The Eagles and Dockers get their 2023 AFLW campaign underway today in the Western Derby at Fremantle Oval. West Coast are yet to win a derby. Fremantle have five victories under their belt. Eagles captain Emma Swanson says they're determined to change that and set the tone for a strong season. We've got our hands dirty, nice and, nice and quick at the start of pre-season. The girls came back. Back in terrific shape which just allowed us to get to work really quickly so we're hoping to see the reward for that. Wins last night for Essendon, Geelong, Adelaide and Carlton. In the men's basketball world cup New Zealand has beaten Egypt 88 to 86 and in horse racing after nine group One wins and more than 20 million dollars in prize money champion sprinter Nature Strip has been retired. Australian Independent Radio News.
15: Skipped breakfast. Every
20: morning when I'm listening to you guys and the kids are in the car and when I'm dropping them in school, you guys are on, but my daughter's cracked the shits recently. She says, uh, are you gonna put on the jibber Javity show. What do you mean the Jibbity Javity show? She says, that's all they do. They're Jibbity Jabity on about nothing. No, I agree yeah, with her.
3: How old is she? And she's taken that She's cool. seven years old. Seven years you know, old, she's right? spot on. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, yeah, you know what, that's probably got far off the mark It's probably what we all listen to. i am taking jibber Jabbity as a
5: compliment. What people normally say about the rubbish that comes out of
3: my mouth, jibber Jabbity is a nice way of putting it. Yeah. The Big Sports Breakfast.
6: Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. Spring is here and the racing is heating up at the Run to the Rose Day. Featuring thrilling group racing and a vibrant trackside atmosphere, it's your last chance to be part of the action ahead of the Sydney Everest Carnival. Run to the Rose Day this Saturday at Rose Hill Gardens. Book now at theracers.com.au
3: It's Cheval Grand Cheval Grand goes on and wins the Japan Cup
1: The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe First time, every time is right here Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network Sydney's greatest racing
2: carnival is here. B-Trackside for thrilling racing, live music and the world's richest race on turf the Tab Everest. Revel in Sydney's glorious spring for fun, food and fashion. Sydney Everest Carnival, September 16 to November 11. Book now at theracers.com.au
3: Traffic on the Big Sports Breakfast.
21: Bunnings can help you unleash your garden's potential with a wide range of power gardening tools. Shop great value on mowers, line trimmers and more. Online or at your local Bunnings. In Pagewood, a car has crashed into the lights on Wentworth Avenue at Page Street. It's affecting traffic in all directions. In Lane Cove, the speed limit has been reduced to 40 k's on the Longerville Road off-ramp to the Pacific Highway for roadworks. Looking south, the Princess Highway moving well through Sylvania and Mia, and no hassles on the M4 through Parramatta. The Skoda Demo Clearance. It's the same high-end style, just with more experience and some money off. Visit your local Skoda dealer today. Tis and C's apply. I'm Solomon Gates. Number one, i racing on Sky Sports Radio.
16: On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather.
8: Let's look at the weather for Father's Day. Right around the country in Sydney, partly cloudy, a top of 19 degrees. Melbourne, sunny and 20 degrees. Brisbane, partly cloudy, heading for a top of 25. Over in Perth, shower two, winds easing, a top of 17 degrees. Super day for Adelaide, sunny and 25. Hobart, also sunny, a top of 19. Darwin, Clubhouse leader again, Dino. Sunny and 33 degrees in Canberra. Currently minus two. Cold start of the day. Morning frost, but heading for a top of 18 on a mostly sunny day for Canberra.
1: Here he is. Young. Oh, cartwheeling is way, he it. Oh, this is one of the great put-downs for the most tries ever in a season by a Newcastle player
2: six more this is a powerful and stunning performance a statement performance by Mitchell Marsh victory for Australia a stunning margin eight wickets he's
3: got Kenny Bromwich there he sets sail and Kenny Bromwich runs away It's a great finish to the game for the Dolphins. Son has just completed what is his fifth hat-trick for Tottenham Hotspur. Spurs are running riot as the Burnley fans head to the exits in their droves. The Penrith Panthers in front of
5: a standing ovation. Clinch, the minor premiership. It's the Panthers again,
3: third time in four years.
7: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the big sports breakfast weekend.
8: And welcome back to the show, of course, the Penmouth Panthers clinching the minor premiership last night with that 44-12 win over a disappointing Cowboys. So they will get a home final, of course, in week one, their third minor premiership in four years. Quick update, um, Dimonor's up... 4-2 in the second set of his third round. Clash against Jerry. Diminor. won the first set, 6-1. EPL scores. Dino, uh, West Ham 2, Luton Town 1, Everton 2, Sheffield United 2. Manchester City, they're an unstoppable force, aren't they? 5-1 against Fulham. Forest, uh, Nottingham Forest 1, Chelsea 0, Bournemouth and Brentford 2 all. Brighton and Newcastle 3-1. And Tottenham Hotspur 5, Burnley 2. And through
21: it all, we'll play the way we want to With Big Edge Pasta coglo Whether I'm
0: right or wrong, it's Big Edge Ball So you can keep your Patecino, Conte
1: and Marino And even Christian Groves
6: it's everywhere we go. I'm loving Big Guess I'm a Spurs fan now then.
8: <laughs> That's Robbie Williams. How he's, good is that? He's jumped on board the Ange Postacoglu bandwagon as Spurs have won again. And he's doing great things in the EPL, Ange. And um Extraordinary Ange story. Ball is getting huge over there.
9: Just extraordinary what he's doing over there at the moment, isn't it, Ray? There's a long way to go, clearly. Exactly. Not till great May I think it's all over, but
8: what a start. Three wins and a draw, and they're on top of the table. NRL Finals will commence later this week. Can't wait for it. This man will be watching every game, as always. Peter Peters on the line. Zorb, good morning. Morning, Ray. Morning, Bulldog. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Exciting time of the year.
22: Um, I know you're a great family man, Ray, and you Bulldog, you're a father to all those little garden names
9: in the, in the front garden of your place and that's very welcome, up, welcome to the show, Peter. <laughs>
8: Yeah, thank you, Rool. Thank you, mate. Yes. <laughs> and happy Father's Day to you too, Zorb. Hey, Zorb, this is going to be a fascinating final series. We haven't quite locked in all the games for next week, but we do know the final eight has been locked and loaded. Panthers take on Warriors. Brisbane will take on the Storm. Newcastle, Sharks, Raiders and Roosters still to determine who takes on who. It's going to be fascinating, Zorb, to watch this series unfold. Yeah, well, it's the Sharks' win. Uh, then that'll be the Sharks versus the Roosters
22: in the uh, elimination final on the Sunday. And if the Raiders win, it'll be the Raiders against the Sharks. So um, it's really the Knights will either play the Raiders or the, or the Roosters uh, on that Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock.
9: Sorb, Souths, mm. massive story in Rugby League. Premiership well, favourites going into round 11 yeah. and don't make the finals. What went wrong?
22: Well, I, I thought he was cruising, um, the coach, Jason Demetrio, and, uh, and he was after 11 rounds. He looked calm and collected. Didn't look the same in the, um, in the shots in the coach's box uh, in that loss to the Roosters at the weekend. He looked like really a rabbit in the headlights. He, um, the calmness is gone, the pressure's on, and he's in for one heck of an offseason now. People can think what they like, but there is pressure now on the South coach over really what the allegations are that he's given an easy run to two of his star players. Now, he's going to have to overcome that, and he can only overcome that by having a successful 2024. So it's a long off-season for Demetrio, not the cosy one that, um,
8: that he's had in recent years. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. They just sort of imploded, 8-3 and and flying and lost nine of their last 13 games. Hey, so back on Friday night, Manly and the Tigers, both teams really had nothing to play for except pride, so to speak. But 54-12 Manly, they were great to watch.
22: Well, they were in a full house there at um, at Brookvale for a Friday night 6 o'clock game. Uh, terrific. I think the big thing out of, um, out of Friday night was the fact that Manly have Really, um, put aside the pride fiasco. Uh, 12 months ago, though a team split apart, uh, the team spirit was on show for all to see on mm. um, on on Friday night, along with some um, some brilliant displays, particularly by the young fullback Tolu Kola, who might have given um, a lot of food for thought for the coach Anthony Seabold, to think about over the off season. Does he move Tom fit Fitting well into the centres and play cooler at full-back where he was so devastating. Does he take the workload off Tommy? Does Tommy want to move from mm. fullback? Mm. Um, all interesting things that um, could unfold there. Um, I loved the, um, the handover tries by DCE to Jake Proboyevich in his 200th um, first grade game. And he's been an ornament to the game, Jake, um, and very, very loyal. And he's the heart and soul of that team. But young Gordon Chan-Kum-Tong scoring his first try from from one of his old mates from out in the western suburbs of Sydney or out in Parramatta area, actually, Jason Saab, uh, handing him a try. Mm. Um, I thought they were great moments in the game. But like everything in our game, you've got to scrutinise it. I don't know whether it can become a habit and a trend in rugby league because it opens up a Pandora's box in terms of players scoring tries in games that, um, that normally wouldn't be taken. So just something that I think will will stop that from happening in the future a lot. It was spontaneous and it was fantastic. And congratulations to DCE and Saab for doing it. But I don't think we'll see a lot of it in the future.
9: Zorb Manley's opponent was the West Tigers, who claimed their second successive wooden spoon, Do you see any green shoots at Concord? Is there any way out of this for the Tigers in the next year or two? No, I don't. I
22: I think they're going to find it hard to attract players to the club now. Uh, I understand. Well, the rumours are that some players even want out. Uh, Make no mistake. The West Tigers' wooden spoon won't be their last in, in, um, in this decade. There's another one coming, and it could easily come next year. The jury's out on Benji Marshall. Um, Marshall has had a real big input into how the side has played this year. Tim Sheens has been the spokesman, but really it's been Benji's side to coach. So if that's what we can expect, they were terrible. They were pure against Manly on, um, on Friday night. And um, other than Happy Coruscant, um, they didn't have much to offer. And players that are going there certainly aren't improving. And that's not exclusive to them. The Bulldogs are another club that um, that players aren't improving at. It's becoming a graveyard for um, top players. And I, if I was Stephen Crichton, I'd be I'd be really worried about um, about what's going to happen to him next year. Right now, he's looking at three premierships in a row at the Panthers, and then he'll be off to join his former teammates in in um kick Kickout and, and Matt Burton and Burton mm. Matt Burton at the Bulldogs. Now their form has taken a real dipsy doobie dive um along with some um, other players from other clubs that have gone there with big reputations, Reed Barney's another one. That their form has been awful mm. and um and they have virtually disappeared from the elite um players. Um, group in, 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 in our NRL. Now, is it worth a couple of hundred thousand a year um, or maybe over a four-year period, uh, maybe 400,000 over three years, to go to a club that is not winning? Um, I'm, I'm, I expect the big things from Cameron Sorraldo because I know he's a good coach, but it's just not happening at the Bulldogs. Mm. And um, we're seeing lots of reasons why, lots of... Um, Bigger pointing, but they too are under great pressure, and no more pressure um, than Cameron Sirelda.
8: Yeah, well, one coach who's not under pressure, so to speak, for his job because he's done great things at Newcastle's Adam O'Brien, nine wins in a row, equalling the club record. They are storming into the final series. Orb. Well, he was a dead man walking. He was <laughs> a couple nine, months nine, ago, ten yeah. weeks ago. Yeah.
22: I mean, um, as he said after the game. Um, You know, I was lining up the Mm. centre-link. He's he's pretty realistic about where he was headed. His players have saved him. They scored 25 points or more in every one of those nine wins. Mm. Uh, Dominic Young, last night, did you see that try? I mean, it was one of the most incredible put-downs in the corner that you would ever see. Now, our listeners that haven't seen it, get on the replay and have a look at it. It was incredible. How he got the ball down, I don't know. He scored 24 tries in the um, Premiership rounds, and he goes past the great Tamana and and um, Aquila Uate on 23 tries at uh, at Newcastle. Two tries in the last four minutes of the game uh, to uh, to Dominic Young, who's off to the Roosters next year, and he's going to be a massive loss mm. to Newcastle. And I wonder if right now he'd be thinking, I wish I
8: hadn't done that. Yeah, no, good point. Hey, so just back to South and the Roosters game, When Roosters were fantastic. Sam Walker, I was texting you, how good was he? But could it have been different if Latrell Mitchell was on the field for South? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Um, I mean, he's a great player, and uh, he can
22: ignite that that, that South Sydney side. Um, Cody was running that great left-hand side um, try-scoring that they normally do, and it was just a bit out with some... Well, the players running onto the ball were a bit out with makeshift centres and wingers that aren't normally there. Um, I, I thought um, they were clunky. They they didn't look like the Souths that we know. That The suspension targeting. cost
8: them, didn't it, So The suspension cost Souths dearly, I think. Well, it cost
22: them dearly. Yeah. And it's also cost the North Queensland dearly um, yeah. with Valentine yeah. Holmes being yeah, suspended. Yeah. Two gun players out. And those sides have just collapsed mm. at the end of the year. And Valentine has missed, I think, four games. Yep. And, of course, um, um, that, that one-week suspension to, uh, to Latrell Mitchell really hammered South as well, coming at a poor time. And, and also, when you look at, look at the new competition that starts um, this Friday night with the finals, you look at the injuries that are affecting sides. Mm. You know, the Broncos have had Reynolds, Carrigan... Tags has been suspended. But in their absence, uh, Jock Madden has shown that he can step in, but Reynolds and Kerrigan will be back. Newcastle, the big worry there is over Caelan uh, uh, Ponga and his shoulder. I'm, I'm told he will play, but um, that he's not 100%. Penrith, mm. Jerome Luai, really the heart and soul of that side. He won't be back for a couple of weeks. Jack Cogger filling in well there. He was good, and, Zorb. He was good. Yeah, he was good. Mm. Uh, but I think sometime in the finals, they're going to miss uh, the bouncy play of um, of their, their, their premiership, uh, dual premiership number six player, the Roosters. Joey Marno is the big worry there with a the hamstring. Hamstrings mm. don't, don't repair themselves all that quickly. And um, I'd still put a... Question mark on him. Daniel Tupu doesn't miss many games, but he missed um, the weekend game with um, with a knee injury. The storm would all depend on Jerome Hughes, how he comes out with a knee injury. Harry Grant's shoulder, I understand, is not serious. The Warriors, Luke Metcalf's knee injury. Canberra, they're without Corey Horsberg for the rest of the season, unless they make the grand final. So that's a body blow for them. And a suspension at this time of the year for Big Red is not what they
8: wanted. No, exactly, yeah.
9: Zorba, I've said the last few weeks, Andrew Webster should be uh, Coach of the Year. Uh, you know, there's others there, obviously. Kevin Walters, uh, Ivan Cleary. You know, Bellamy gets them up every year. But I'm starting to think maybe Adam O'Brien should at least enter the conversation now.
22: Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, what he's done at Newcastle has been nothing short of um, fantastic. It's, uh, it's been a great effort. And um, it shows you that you, sh- you probably um, shouldn't really reflect on the Coach of the Year until the season is over. Um, I mean, if Ivan Cleary does it again and does three in a row, I mean, how high is the mountain you want to climb? It can only be the ultimate, and that's what he will have done in three years with a minimum of fuck, too. I mean, Ivan really has stepped up into the elite coaching um, uh, category now, um, even to the point where uh, New South Wales coach Brad Fittler had him in, In the box for the third deciding game—not deciding, but third game of the series this year. Um, Ivan, Ivan's gone to another level, and with a minimum of fuss too. And he, and he just plans everything. Doesn't matter who his
8: assistants are; he just brings in people that do the job. Yeah, no, Same with the players; they just like Cogger last night stepped up. Hey, Zorb, two games to complete the two thousand twenty three home and away season today. Nothing really rides on the Gold Coast Bulldogs game for the sake of the exercise. Head to head, Gold Coast a dollar twenty nine. The doggies are three sixty. But the four oh five game is a crucial clash between Cronulla and the Canberra. Both teams heading for the finals. The Sharks at home a dollar thirty. Head to head, the Raiders three fifty. How do you see these two games, Zorb?
22: I see the Titans winning easily, and Cronulla winning easily. But after last week, I should hand in my chipping license. <laughs> I was um, going to bring that up last week.
9: Yeah. Uh,
22: well, I suggested that that um, that they might improve, but I was so far wrong. Uh, it, it wasn't actually tipping is uh, very difficult, as many are um, are finding. A top six in the Sunday Telegraph as poll. Of the top six, four are females, so go girls. <laughs> Pamela Whaley, 148, and Cooper Cronk has paid a fortune for his views on rugby league. He's 26 behind on 122, and so motherless, Cooper Cronk, what are you doing?
8: <laughs> it's, it's a thankless task, Tipping.
22: Hey. It is a, it's a thankless task. Congratulations, too. Great refereeing career to Ben Cummings, yes, one of the ninth guys
8: club. of the
22: refereeing ranks, and and um, he retires uh, um, with a great, great career. We've got to have referees,
8: and yep. he's been one of the best. Yeah, no, good call, Zorb. And it was good scenes here with his family before the game, and congratulations to Ben. Hey, Zorb, can't wait for this final series to start. We'll talk about what happens in week one of the finals next Sunday. Happy Father's uh, Day, mate. Same to you, mate. Thanks. Good on you, boys. There's Peter Peters talking all things uh, football. will go to break quickly, but Dino Straub from Glen Innes. What do you call a camel with no humps? i free. <laughs> a quick call before we go to break. Mitch on the line with the dad joke. Mitch, good morning. Morning, fellas. How are you going? Terrific, Mitch. Thanks for waiting. You got a dad's joke for us? I'll finish off
20: with a dad joke. I just want to wish a happy Father's Day to everybody. Um, well, well said, Mitch. Yeah. Especially to my father, um, hero of mine. Um, Absolutely. Go for it,
8: mate.
20: Unfortunately, we have recently diagnosed with um, early onset, but uh, we're enjoying every moment we can, so... Um, it's tough, and yeah, also, tough, just mate, so. spare a thought. Everybody, spare, spare a thought for the people who didn't have a father in their lives, or <clears throat> or a subpar father in their lives. Um, it's a bit of a different day for those sort of people. So get around them if you know some. Um, put an arm around them and yeah, make them feel loved.
8: Yeah, it can be a tough day for a lot of people. So that's that's really nice thoughts, Mitch.
20: We'll finish on a bit of a high with a dad mm-hmm. joke, and um, this one's particularly for my dad who. I'd like to think taught me to speak proper and all that sort of stuff. It's <laughs> the same sort of joke. Um, so for the grammar Nazis out there, I was walking down a, a farm path the other day and I saw a sign that said, duck, comma, egg. And I thought, that's some unnecessary punctuation. And then it hit me.
9: Duck, egg, I get it. Mitch, it took me three seconds. I'm there. Beautiful. I like right, it. Well. Dina, I'll see you in one of my gigs soon, mate. On our diggers. Oh, Mitch, from up around uh, uh, the quarry. Yeah. That's the one, mate. How are you, pal? Very
20: good, Did mate. Did you perform last another... night? Uh, no, mate. I'm just getting back in on the 22nd. Mitch but, is
9: a um... musician, right? He's a Facebook friend of mine. Oh, terrific. Plays up around a lot of the clubs, up around uh, Lake Macquarie area, oh, okay. I think. Yeah. yeah, one-man band, I think, Mitch, aren't you? Yeah. I've heard some of your cold remedies this morning involving a bunch of grog. Can, can, yeah, you, exactly. help. can you help Dino oh. here, Mitch? Let me... Oh, but let me tell you,
20: they all work. Um, <laughs> but you yeah, if you stay drunk, you can't get sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, just on, just, go, just on that, Just on that, boys. I'm actually on day 28 off the grog myself. It's been a bit of a battle, but, yeah, still, still kicking. Good on, good you, on Mitch. you, Mitch.
8: Hey, Mitch, have a, Thanks, have a great Father's Day, good day mate. mate. Thanks for calling in. You're listening to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
2: Sydney's greatest racing carnival is here. Be trackside for thrilling racing, live music and the world's richest race on turf at Tab Everest. Revel in Sydney's glorious spring for fun, food and fashion. Sydney Everest Carnival, September 16 to November 11. Book now at theraces.com.au.
10: Pick your favourite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-tread-delivering Kia Seltos. Or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia,
17: movement that inspires. And
6: he- champion cracksman wins the champion in fantastic style
1: the only place to catch the very best equine superstar around the globe first time every time is right here live and exclusive across the sky racing network the kosiosko the world's richest country race is back and gives you the
0: chance to win a share in two million dollars in prize money to enter buy a five dollar kosiosko ticket at your local or on the tab app the kosiosko tickets on sale now New South Wales residents only. Ticket sales close 11.59pm, 6th of September 2023. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. New South Wales permit number GOCSC forward slash 1058. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
11: Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team.
0: Leaving December 5, you'll be transported
5: to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge, plus head to Sha Tin for the four group ones and the World Turf Championships.
11: And when not at the racecourse, you can shop, harbour cruise or just relax.
5: Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong, myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly.
11: For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au.
4: well it's been a while but we've got a man called Ferguson making Premier League headlines again this one a tender teenager of 18 with the world at his feet and so many future possibilities
8: Brighton 3 Newcastle 1
7: on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend
8: um, yeah EPL scores you mentioned something just off air there do you We're 100% right do you think Ange Postacoglu is getting the praise he deserves back home for what's happening in in the EPL. Yeah, and he start
9: with Spurs. Yeah, the media has been very kind to Ange, but I don't know. This is something about this achievement that, in my humble opinion, he hasn't quite got the accolades for. Yeah, yeah. he's a bloke. He's an Australian who extraordinarily has been chosen to manage in the EPL, mm. which in itself is an amazing story. And now, after what, four or five games, he's got him running second.
8: Or equal top, yeah. Unbeaten. Uh, Yeah, three consecutive wins. Again, overnight, 5 2. They defeated Burnley. They are flying. Speaking of flying, Dimonor's just taken the second set, 6 3. So he's 6 1, 6 3, and 1 0 up in the third. That's in his third round game against Jerry, Alex Dimonor. Looking good, the 13th seed in the US Open final. Um, Of course, the other news, if you may not have caught up with it, uh, Rinky. Hitchikata, who was a wild card into the US Open, the other Australian. He's through to the fourth round. He'll take on Francis Defoe, the 10th C, but Hichikata won his third round game, 6-3, 6-3, 4-6, 6-3. So, terrific effort by Rinky, and, of course, Alex Dimonor now playing for his place in the fourth round as well. Djokovic had a bit of a scare, Dino, in his third round game. He was down um, two sets to love, 4-6, 4-6 against Laszlo to Gier, but he got out of jail, 6-1, 6-1, 6-3. It's almost like... Dino you Know it's like he, um, when he's got his back to the wall and the crowd's going for the other bloke and he's the underdog, he loves it, you know what I mean? He just seems to rise to the occasion.
9: Diminal interesting, isn't he, Ray? I didn't quite realize he was so high in the rankings. I think he seeded 13. Uh, so you know, at some point, I guess we have to realize that Alex Diminal can win a major, Ray. He's been sort of in and around for a while now, uh, and Posted some very, very good results, but never sort of been in that category where yeah. we think he can win a major. He's had
8: a good summer but over now, in America, yeah. maybe,
9: you know, we should start to rethink our logic around Alex to say, yes, he is now a contender.
8: Yeah, he's sort of, he's an interesting player because he hasn't got that massive serve and he's not... A, a, a huge body, but his agility and speed around the court is absolutely extraordinary. The balls he gets back in play, other players simply can't do it. He stays in the point a lot longer than most people can and eventually, you know, he, he wears the opponents down because he just doesn't stop. He's terrific. You
9: know? Ray, we should also touch quickly on, before we go to a break, uh, the Bulldogs. Big story of the week about Cameron Soeldo, mm. uh, a player who hasn't been named was allegedly late to training and as punishment was told... His name's been kept... Correct, okay. was told to wrestle teammates as punishment. Some are saying a dozen. Others are saying he wrestled virtually the entire squad. Uh, there's been conflicting reports, some saying the punishment was too hard. Others coming out quite strongly saying, if you don't want to do the hard work, this is not the club for you. Clearly, Cameron Sorello is trying to implement standards out there and his direct quote is, uh, nothing comes... Without Mm. hard work. But another dark week for the Bulldogs, who are struggling off the field and on the field. Uh, But as I said, Ray, you just don't get the rewards unless you do the hard work. So it seems to me there are a few players at Canterbury not preparing or not prepared Mm. to put in to get those rewards.
8: Speaking of put in, Nature Strip has put in for how many years, Dino? Probably six, seven years at the elite level. He's been an amazing sprinter. So many wonderful memories, who will ever forget the 2021
4: Everest? It's Nature Strip in front of Eduardo. Classic legends rattling home. Nature Strip in front of Eduardo. Nature Strip kept going. Mask Crusader's jumping out of the ground. Just missed. Nature Strip clings on. He's king of the mountain this time. Nature Strip from the fast finishing Mask Crusader and ed-
8: yeah, he won that Everest. He contested four Everest. He was actually in a fifth, Dino, but um, back in 2018, but was withdrawn before the race, then contested four in a row, won the Everest in 2021. Yesterday, of course, has been well documented. He's run his last race, and owner Rod Lyons has been good enough to join us on a Sunday morning. Rod, good morning. Tough moment yesterday, but I think it was handled with class, and you didn't muck about. It wasn't the nature strip, we know, so... That was the decision made. He's running his last race. Good morning, Rod.
23: Good morning, Ray. Dino, how are you going? Yeah, look, it was a uh, it was a sad day, very very sad day. But uh, he told us yesterday that hey, I don't want to do this anymore. That was so unlike him. And even when he, when he, he's been beaten, he's really fought to the line. And uh, yeah, he, he'd been showing nothing like that with his work. He was keen, working well. But Chris did say, and the whole gang did say, the moment. He
9: tells us he wants to
23: give it away. We won't hesitate to uh, to retire him. It's been a wonderful horse and, you know, once in a lifetime for sure.
9: Rod, I'm not a horseman like you and Ray are. When you say he told us yesterday, how, how does he tell you? Is it in his eyes? Is it his body language? Is it his enthusiasm? What are the telltale signs that you saw that you then realised that this was it?
23: I think you uh, summed it up there, his body language and... Um, yeah, you know, he, he he's just a fighter, and I and um, you know he just he just didn't want to go to the line. And as James said, like it's so unlike him. You know? He just gives and gives and gives, and it was just like, oh, this is too hard for me now. I just mm. you know I've I've busted a boil every time, and I just can't do it anymore. So the point for us, the point for Chris and uh, the owners was that's it. He's showing us with his body language. He's just. He's just burnt out. You know, He's, he's, he's sort of had
8: enough. Mm, yeah. Well, after 44 starts at the top level, 22 wins, um, nine group ones, the Everest, so many wonderful memories, Rod. I think back to Royal Ascot last year and what he achieved there. Um, the best Northern Hemisphere sprinters were up against him. He absolutely toyed with that field that day and... The English journos and English trainers were absolutely in awe of Nature's trip that day, weren't they?
23: They were. And that, that that was just a, a wonderful, wonderful trip. Something that we'll all never, ever forget. And something that he did us proud. Um, he did uh, the country proud. He did our trainers, uh, Chris, the whole team, travelling over there, the fun, the, the, the celebrations. It was something unbelievable. And performance that day... Oh, I don't think that there would have been a horse anywhere in the world that could have beaten him that day.
8: Yeah, no, he was absolutely amazing. And he came back and won the shorts, and we thought, here we go again. But there were excuses for some of the defeats subsequent to that, but I think we can look back now and say, right, well, he probably just wasn't quite the nature strip of old.
23: Yeah, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and when you look back at a couple of those runs, we were all a bit too, too um, gung-ho to blame or find reasons why he was getting beaten, and I think... What you all said there, Ray, is right. He was just maybe on the wrong side of, this, uh, of his form. And when you add all that up and throw in yesterday, yeah, it was time for him to uh, hmm. yeah I'll find an ice-growing paddock.
9: Rod, right, if I'm sitting down at the local pub with eight blokes and we're having a beer and talking about great racehorses, where do you think Nature Strip fits into the equation?
23: Very good question. And I think, you know, everyone's got an opinion, but I think certainly as a, as a sprinter... He has got to rank up there with with the best we've ever had. You know, we've got the mighty black caviar. I think she stands alone. And, and over the fifty, sixty years I've been going to the races, he, he'd be up there with the next bracket.
8: Yeah, you yeah, know, I have to I have to agree. There, he's <clears throat> he's done some wonderful things. W- would Royal Ascot be your greatest memory when you, when you look back on on his wonderful career?
23: Look, for sure. Mm. I got, you know. Some great wins, wins down the straight. As you say, the Everest, fantastic race, fantastic week. But going all the way over there, halfway around the world, um, you know, the whole gang were there. We, 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 we partied before, we partied after. And, and then just seeing it, never been, never been good enough to represent Australia in anything, not even tiddlywinks, to go over there and sort of have a horse that's, that's from Australia, a bunch of Australians there, and and take on the best and, and beat them. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a wonderful, wonderful thrill.
8: I'll put this to you, Roddy. I think Nate Strip's remarkable for many reasons, but I think his longevity is probably been his greatest asset. And by that, I mean he turned opinion about him around. Early in his career, he was he was very maligned, wasn't he? Because he he could put in an indifferent run as an odds-on favourite, so punters loved to hate him. But he just kept turning up as he got older. He got more consistent. He started putting in these incredible performances. The opinion turned around. He became an absolute fan favourite towards the end.
23: He did. He did. And I think, as you say, his longevity and his consistency was a real, real feather in Chris's cap and the team's cap and and James' um, uh, studio-roading work. They all all put in to make sure he was right on the day, looked after him, and... uh, yeah, it was it was amazing. You know, year mm. after year, he would turn up and and competed the best. Like, you know, he took on he took on everybody. It's like yep. a prize fighter. He didn't he didn't dodge anyone. He didn't
8: anyone. dodge anything, and, uh, did he? No,
23: <laughs> he no, didn't dodge. No. Yeah. He was, uh, he'll be he'll be missed by us, and I'm sure he'll be missed by a lot of the racing fans.
8: And I understand you've already found a great home for Nature Strip.
23: Well, yeah, So Sophie is uh, putting the finishing touches to that now, but mm. I believe that the whole idea is we want to keep him moving by that. He's the sort of horse that loves people around him. Um, and we're hoping to do a bit of, uh, you know, Jim Carner work, show, show work with him. And I think Sophie's got that in mind. And uh, I think Charlie is going to play a role in that as well. So, yeah, that hasn't been put to bed yet, but we're hoping that uh, that he's going to end up somewhere beautiful. Rest assured, he'll have a lovely home. And uh, and we'll be able to go and see him and pat him and stuff like that. So, yeah. He won't be lost to us.
9: Right, I hear you're an AFL fan. If I had a spare $5, who would I put it on to take out the
8: flag?
23: The Mighty Demons. The Mighty Demons. Melbourne, you know?
8: pounced on Melbourne, me there, there
23: yeah.
8: didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Big game Thursday it, night, Rod, right? against Collingwood. I think they're a terrific
23: side, Collingwood, and have been mm. the best side all year. But I reckon that whoever wins that game will nearly be sure price priced favour to win the flag, I reckon.
8: Fair enough, yeah. Hey, Rod, right, look... um, uh, it was a sad day yesterday, you're right, but also an opportunity to reflect on what's been a fantastic career by Nature Strip, and as you said, he, he didn't dodge a fight, and he'll be remembered as one of the all-time great sprinters. Congratulations on what he achieved, and um, thanks so much for joining us on a Sunday morning, Rod. It's
23: a pleasure, right? Pleasure, mate.
8: There's Rod Lyons. Um, got to know him really well during the Nature Strip journey, and a really good man, Um, based in Melbourne but terrific bloke and to see the the joy that horse gave him and his friend who sadly passed away in May, Jack Van Duren, I got to know Jack very well and unfortunately passed away with cancer and to see the joy that horse gave Jack and Jack admitted that nature strip kept him alive and um, it, it was great stuff, great to be there last year. At Royal Ascot with Nature Trip, hey Dino, score check in the league super quiz. Wayne it's said it's fifteen fourteen 15, your way,
9: fourteen my way. I've hit the front. You've hit the front. Now, you know what I am? I've hit the front. You're you right. You're times. going to the front. <laughs> I'm like Newcastle. Okay, I'm just coming home, minding my own business. <laughs> I enough. haven't been doctoring any results lately. I've just done it through hard work and honesty. You're a battler. See,
8: you know what that proves? Yeah.
9: You can get ahead in life. Correct. With hard work, right? Now,
8: just quickly, Carmel from Gyra we were going to give her we a second were. chance last week because of the controversy. But unfortunately Carmel can't come on today. So there's two spots available. So call now thirteen fifty three fifty three. That's thirteen fifty three fifty three to be part of the league super quiz
4: as they head down to the closing stages, a
6: furlong to go in the King's Stand and as they do so, Nature Stripe leading to Acclam Express in second place Twilight Course coming home in third position, but it is the great Australian sprinter, Nature Stripe and James McDonald and look how far they've won by! Second look to Twilight Course to Acclam Express
0: The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country race, is back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket ticket at your local or on the tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now. New South Wales residents only. Ticket sales close 11.59pm, 6 of September 2023. Visit thekosciuszko.com.au for details. New South Wales permit number GOCSC forward slash 1058. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
11: Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team.
5: Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge, plus head to Sha Tin for the four group ones and the World Turf Championships.
11: And when not at the racecourse, you can shop, harbour cruise or just relax.
5: Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong, myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly.
11: For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au.
10: Introducing the Car Sales Car of the Year, the all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range, the Kia EV6 is leading the charge. And with its ultra-fast charging technology, you can charge from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. The Kia EV6, Car Sales Car of the Year. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop in to
3: your nearest Kia
10: dealer.
11: Kia, movement that inspires.
3: A dominant win by more than four lengths in the Cannonbury Stakes on debut. Best of Bordeaux. Wow, what a performance. Won the Silver Slipper in a faster time than Golden Slipper winners Piero, Farnan, She Will Reign, and Mosfa. Best of Bordeaux, three lengths clear. Best of Bordeaux does it again. The highest rated two year old cult of his generation. Best of Bordeaux, he's really strong at the end. Winner of the Roman Consul Stakes at three, just like Fastnet Rock, Exceed and Excel, and Russian Revolution. Best of Bordeaux, available for inspection at Kumor ball driving to close down on Nicole Yergin. She's going to move into the silver. Is she going to take it on the line? Oh, yes.
2: Oh, yes. Can you believe it? Live sport
8: cannot be beaten for drama.
7: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
8: Yeah, that was the uh, Netherlands wing. the 4x400 gold medal. It was extraordinary stuff on that last lap. Need some housekeeping here, Dino. Newman says, I'm a long-suffering Spurs fan. Come on, boys. Four games in, Tottenham have played. They got knocked out of the League Cup, Wait until 20 games. Fair enough. And Greg from Bowen... Good part of the world bowing up North Queensland. Had a bit of a shot at me. You see, come on, Ray. Try and talk like a professional. Tottenham are on 10 points. Manchester City are on 12 points. So Spurs are not equal top. They're equal second. Of course, Man City thumping Fulham 5-1. I did so say second, but I got d- overruled. Did I say? Yeah, it doesn't th- matter. What well, did I chime what in? What would overruled? I know? No. Well, I'll defer to you next time. Produ- <laughs> producer Steve Inns, shoot out <coughs> for the coin toss. Do Here we go. Tails,
9: please, Steve. Heads it is, Raymond.
8: Okay. Um, I'll... I'll go second. I'll take Shane second. But you can go first. Then. You can open the batting. Max. good G'day, boys. How are we? How are you, good Max? pal. How are you? Pretty good. Happy Father's Day, Max.
19: Yeah, cheers, mate. And to all the fathers out there, happy Father's Day. You,
9: mate. Max, let's rip in. You ready? Go for it, Bulldog, All yeah. right. Which two families have had the father and son win a first-grade premiership in the same year? Uh,
19: the Cleary's? And oh, let me think of the other one.
9: Hurry up, Max.
8: Hughes? Ooh.
9: No. Do you give half points, Ray?
8: No, we don't. No, the, the question was which two families. Yeah, okay. The Langs. The Langs. And, and both Penrith right. Panthers. Both Penrith Panthers, yeah, correct. Of course, Martin and John, John Lang was the coach. 2003. and three. Three.
9: Correct. Mm-hmm. Max, question number two. This is multiple choice. Which player was leading the 2023... Dalliam, Player of the Year Award before voting went behind closed doors in May. A, Nathan Cleary, B, Harry Grant, or C, Payne Haas?
19: C, Payne Haas.
9: Oh, Correct. Well
8: done, Max. Well
9: done, didn't, Maxie boy. Do you know that one, Dino? I didn't know that one. Um, I would have had a guess. Yeah, okay. I would have had uh, a guess. Well, well I didn't done. know. Well, well done, Max. Done. Uh, question three. Where was manly legend Graham Edie born? Was it A, Wagga Wagga, B, Wagga. Wallabadar. Wallabada. Wallabada mm-hmm. or C Woiwoy. B Nope. Oh. Wrong Max. It was actually up the central coast. Woiwoi, the mighty Wombat.
8: Yeah, what's was. Woi from Grey Media? Wallabadar's up near Tamworth. We used to have the Wallabadar cup there for many years, but Well um, that sounds like a good race day. Yeah, it was been there a couple a of times. Loose. Yeah, a bit dusty. <laughs> they they ran, out of, ran out of beer once. They were selling glasses of water for $4 because it was about 110 degrees. <laughs> you had to go across the road to Could you the pub. imagine the drama oh, at
9: a country race meeting if they ran out of beer? A
8: couple of my mates at the Air Force time, they blew up a treat, stormed across the road, didn't come back, went to the pub. <laughs> anyway, um, Max, stay on the line. You're one out of three. You're still in the game. We'll go to Shane. Shane, good morning. Morning, Ray. How are you? Happy Father's Day to you, Shane. How are you feeling, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Okay, well, here we go. Best of luck. Question number one. Which seven-time Golden Slipper-winning trainer did Queensland coach Billy Slater work for when he was 16 years old? Gay okay, Waterhouse. Good start, Shane. Well done. What's wrong, Dino?
9: He was just so cocksure he there, was, Shane. He was certain of it.
8: Okay, question number two, Shane. Which This is multiple choice, Shane. Which of these league players was not... Born on this day, September 3. A, Jacob Host. B, Francis Molo. C, Patrick Carrigan.
23: Uh, I'll go B.
8: That was a tough one. Yeah, oh, right C, on. Patrick Carrigan. He was born on New Year's Day. Did you know that one, Dino? <laughs> no. no, I didn't. Okay, question number three, So That was a tough one. Here we go. Multiple choice again. Where was injured Cronulla player Dale Finucane born? A, Bega. B, Bedella. C, Batemans Bay. I'll go bigger. Oh, well done. Good one, Dale. Did you know that? Was that a guest, um, Shane? No, i would heard it before. Well done, mate. Congratulations. Hey, Shane, a $100 cash card courtesy of Tab is coming your way. So stay on the line, Shane. We'll get all your details and get that cash card out to you straight away. Congratulations, mate. Shane's hopefully still there, Dino. It's like a tennis Fif- game now. Fifteen, 15 all. all. Coming up next, Jared Daffy with his words of wisdom. On the Big Sports Breakfast,
12: Well, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Where do missing socks go? How do you throw away a garbage can? Do fish sleep? Why do donuts have holes? If you find out, can you let me know, please? Jared Daffy's words of wisdom. Why does quicksand work so slowly? <laughs> Should it be renamed?
20: Please explain.
8: Jared Daffy, good morning, my friend. Words of wisdom for today. Father's morning, Day. Boys. Happy Father's
12: Day to you too, Jared. Same to you and all of the fathers out there. Um, if a cave has a cave in, is it still called a cave? Mm. Mm? Good call.
8: It's not a cave anymore, is it? Nope. Yeah. Jared's not always it. he's on the money, Jared. Not yeah. bad. You got a with it, question without notice, Jerry, you got a Father's Day, Jake?
12: Uh no, I've, yeah, nah. I'll probably, I'll no I've, you. I've moved on from all of that. No, fair
8: enough. I probably caught you on the hop there, so yeah. we'll, we'll move on. It's talking about moving on, two games to complete this year's 2023 NRL home and away series. Gold Coast versus Bulldogs. That won't have any impact on the finals. Cronulla and Canberra, though, do. That's the 4.05pm game. This will decide the bottom half of the 5-8 of the final series for next week. Jared.
12: And both matches are very similarly priced here. At Ray, Gold Coast a dollar twenty-nine, the Bulldogs three sixty, a line of eleven and a half points, and Cronulla a dollar thirty, Canberra three fifty, that line 10 ten and a half. We've got two of the matches up for next week. Penrith on Friday night, dollar twenty-two, uh, the Warriors four twenty-five, sure. that line big twelve and a half points, and Brisbane v Melbourne do it again, and the Bronx are a dollar fifty-eight. Melbourne $2.40, a line there of four and a half points. And to win the title, Penrith $2.50, Brisbane $3, Melbourne $6.00. So no real change this week. The Warriors 11 uh, the Knights 17 the Roosters 21 Cronulla 23 and Canberra the Bolters at $81.00.
8: You now, isn't it remarkable how some teams get on a roll against others? I think Melbourne's win over the Storm. Was that their 14th in a row against against, against the, Broncos? the Broncos? Yeah, yeah. It's some
12: extraordinary. Psychologically, you think it would have been an advantage.
8: So, Dollar 58, the Bronx, Storm, mm. who've got the wood on them at the moment, 240. 240. But of course, yeah. um, both teams get all their, their superstars back. And they do. Anytime Reese Walsh is playing, I want to be on there. It's Andy
9: Dafford at 425 for the Warriors.
12: I realise it's at Penrith and the Panthers mm. will be. Favourites, but even the 12.5
9: start. Yeah, there. we're talking I, about two top four sides here
12: they 've been an unassuming side all year I know we say it every week they're 10 12 15 dollars to win the competition nobody wants to be on them but tell you what they performed a lot better mm. than well firstly what we most of us thought and secondly some of the other sides that are either out of it or below them on the ladder AFL def. uh next Thursday night it gets underway Collingwood a dollar 80 Melbourne two dollars so not much in that market Carlton on Friday night a dollar 50 the Swan's 260. Then Saturday the early match St Kilda, lead drifters in the market, $1.90 ninety out to two ten, the GWS $1.75, and we've got uh, Brisbane a dollar forty seven, Port Adelaide two seventy, a line of fourteen and a half. So no real change to those matches at the moment uh, with the week off. Haven't done no much business on it to win the flag. Collingwood three thirty, Brisbane three eighty, Melbourne four, uh, then Port Adelaide seven, the Blues eleven, GWS twenty one. St Kilda 41 and Sydney the Outsiders at 51 dollars.
8: Hey, Jared, US Open tennis and as we speak, uh, Alex Dimonor is serving to go five. He's just made it five one in the third yeah. set. he's steamrolling through Jerry, so potentially go into a fourth round clash.
12: Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a couple of good matches coming up. Actually, one gets underway after this one. Dimitrov at uh, 275 outsider, Zverev at a dollar 44. Uh, this uh, this. Australian Rinky Hidek yeah. He goes around uh, in the early hours of tomorrow morning. He's a big outsider. Six dollars TFO, dollar twelve. So we've got those other matches up and running. Obviously, we've got the women's as well. To win that women's title, uh, Igor Swantek gets shorter, two sixty five. Sabalenka four fifty. Goff at six, uh, Machova at nine, the rest are eleven or better. And as far as the men's are uh, concerned, well, it's it's a racing two, really. Dollar ninety, Djokovic, two dollars sixty four, Alcaraz. Daff uh, basketball into World Cup rugby. Yeah, basketball is pretty disappointing. Uh, we're out of the running, uh, that being the Boomers, but they do play today uh, at five thirty. By the way. $1.12, Georgia $6, a line of 13.5 points to win the World Cup. Well, the USA were favourites anyway, but they're just getting shorter and shorter. They're $1.70. Canada, who were beaten a couple of days ago, they're at 5 and the rest are $11 or better there. Uh, the World Cup, of course, gets underway next week. Uh, we've got all of those first-round matches up. We take on Georgia uh, we, being the Wallabies, we're 22-point we're favourites. But to win the World Cup, there's actually quite a few chances here. New Zealand faves at 375, France 425, South Africa 450, Ireland 550. Then on the $13 line, you'll find Australia just ahead of England at 15.
8: Fair enough. Hey, Gerard, just quickly, an Everest update after yesterday?
12: Yeah, Giga kicks still the fave at 350. I wish I win five. Think about it. Six. Ray, in secret, is 11. Uh, Other ones that grabbed the attention yesterday, Remark. Now, Remark was 101. He's into $15. So I know it's still, what, a month or so away. Mm -hmm. Actually, the other one, Asphora, which was impressive in Melbourne, 51 into 26. So that market updated all of the time. Uh, What is it? Five weeks away. But Giga kicked the fave, not surprisingly, at 350. And of course, Mm -hmm. no Nature Strip this year would be a bit different.
8: Most different, year. Hey, good on you, Jared. Enjoy today and we'll talk next week.
12: See you, guys. Thanks,
8: mate. There is Jared Daffy talking the world of football. Phil Moss, sorry, talking the world of odds. Phil Moss talking the world of football is on the line. Mossy, good morning. I'll get that right. And um, I've already been to Monash once about Manchester City, but they are a juggernaut, aren't they?
18: They certainly are, Ray. Good morning to you, Bulldog, and uh, happy Father's Day to all our uh, dads out there as well. But um, it's not the first time my name and odds uh, have been mentioned in the same breath, so not <laughs> surprised there. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Manchester City just keep rolling on. The juggernaut that is Manchester City, the juggernaut or the force of nature that is Erling Haaland. Mm. Um, is just remarkable. A hat-trick overnight. And um, it's just... A, it's, it, it's hard to put into words. It, when, when you watch Haaland and the way he moves and the timing of his movements and then the, the technique behind his, his finishes. Um, it's very hard to put into words. This is just, uh, you know, he's heaven sent for the game of football and um, Manchester City fans need to enjoy it as much as they can while they've got him there because uh, it's, it's incredible stuff.
9: Mossy, Ange Ball has gone to another level.
18: Certainly has, Bulldog. A, a massive result uh, overnight. And um, there's, there's a lot of things to really like about this result. First of all, they knocked out of the Carabao Cup during the week by Fulham. Um, Ange did go with a what you would call a weakened 11. He had a, a, a few uh, few of his sort of mainstays, so I guess, and I know we're still early in the season, but some of his rusted-on starting 11 players were on the bench. So I, I think, you know, and he'll, he'll never admit this publicly, but I think he was probably happy enough to, to sacrifice the Carabao Cup for, for the bigger prize of top four in the uh, EPL and, and maybe the FA, uh, an FA Cup run. Um, so that was one thing they had to bounce back from that. But... Um, the other thing was they went behind very early in this one, and they were away from home against Burnley, managed by Vincent Kompany, the, the ex-Manchester City uh, captain. And um, they were just they they created their own chances, but they seized on Burnley mistakes as well, and they were so clinical. And you look at the uh, the goals, the number of players they had in the penalty box. Um, if you want one of the key pillars of Ange Ball, that's it. When they're mm. in the attacking third the number of uh, players that are inside the, the box, and uh, Hume Min Son uh, with a hat-trick in that
8: one. Yeah, 5-2 Spurs beating Burnley. As you mentioned, Manchester City 5-1 thumping Fulham. A couple of other big winners overnight. Um, Mossy Brighton, 3-1 at home, beating Newcastle, who off to a disappointing start this season, Newcastle. Um, and Forest, Nottingham Forest 1-0 um, to Chelsea, an upset there at Stamford Bridge.
18: Yeah, and is that a a sign of things to come for Chelsea. I know they've been active in the the transfer window, which closed uh, overnight. But um, yeah, Chelsea, I'm not expecting anything but a disappointing season for them. I just think the problems that they've got and had over the last few years are systemic and, and they'll take time to iron out. Pochettino with a massive job there and for Nottingham Forest to go to Chelsea to Stamford Bridge and and get this result um, is a huge huge three points for for Forest and uh, that'll give them a lot of confidence moving forward. And uh, as you said, um, also Brighton huge win over Newcastle. And you're right, Newcastle haven't started well, and they haven't got and We'll talk about the Champions League in a moment. They have got uh, a group of death there. So uh, yeah, Eddie Howe with some uh, some uh, you know big decisions to make and a lot of work to do.
9: Now, Mossy Arnie's knocked back a top overseas job. Yes, he certainly has Bulldog. Um, did he ring you for some advice over this one? He always <laughs> rings me. I just don't take his calls.
18: <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, he was approached by the owner of Hibbs uh, in Scotland, and of course, uh, home to Martin Boyle, the socceru Jimmy Jago as well plays there. Um, so I'm sure those boys were probably in the, the uh, senior management and, and owners' ears about the, the qualities that only would bring. Um, but he just sees uh, you know, too much upside to the role he's in at the moment with the Socceroos and the, the improvement that he sees in the, in the squad, the depth he's building, and it starts next week with, uh, with Mexico. Um, and not far after that is England at Wembley. So, um, you know, some exciting times ahead for the Socceroos. Um, with the Women's World Cup now behind us and, uh, and of course, the exploits, the Matildas and, and the Socceroos last year. Um, it is an exciting time to be the, the boss of the Socceroos, so I can understand uh, why he stuck for them to, to the role that he's in.
8: You mentioned the Champions League early earlier, and Newcastle are in the group of death, aren't they?
18: <laughs> <laughs> well, they get put to the sword by, uh, by Brighton, and uh, they are preparing for a group that has PSG, Dortmund and Milan yeah, Good luck uh, as the other three. So <laughs> if you're a Newcastle supporter, you're probably looking at that going, well, it might be back to the Europa League. But we, uh, you know, we can't talk, can we, Ray? We're in a, a, a yeah. pretty uh, fragile glass house at the moment with Liverpool not even in the group stages of the Champions League. So, uh, yeah, that's a tough group. And uh, Manchester City in Group G. With Leipzig, um, probably the the, the main opposition there, but uh, I see Man City cruising their way through that group. Um, And, of course, there's also um, uh, Arsenal, Group B, Sevilla, PSV and Lons, so they should uh, should get through that group, Arsenal, you'd imagine. And and Manchester United have got Bayern, um, who I think will be their main opposition there, with Copenhagen and Galatasaray uh, from uh, Turkey also in that group.
9: Mossy Australia Cup, who's progressed? Yeah, it's
18: been a fantastic competition, Bulldogs. Anyone um, who's willing to listen, I'll always uh, shout that one from the rooftops. I just love the way it connects. You know, the the levels of football, the ecosystem of football in this country, Um, Sydney FC, Western Sydney Wanderers, uh, navigating their round of 16 games during the week. So they're through to the quarterfinals. Uh, Sydney FC have drawn Western United, so an all-A-League uh, encounter there. And uh, Western Sydney will travel to Brisbane Raw um, for, for the quarter final there. Melbourne City also through uh, comfortably. So uh, it's starting to get to the pointy end of that cup competition and uh, some really great games and some, some great goals as well. And some players from the NPL, the, the semi-professional level, standing up on the big stage as well. It's great to see.
8: Exactly. And just quickly, um, Mossy, before we get to multi, Alex Dimonor, the 13th seed, has won his third round game. 6-1, 6-3, 6-2 against Nicholas Jerry. So he goes into the fourth round. Two Australians now through to the fourth round of the men's singles. Of course, Rinky Hijak, Hijikata also getting through. Alex Dimonor in terrific form. Hey, Mossy, can you do uh, our fathers on Father's Day uh, a good service and give us a multi we can back with confidence today?
18: Well, let's hope so, because my tipping this weekend so far, Ray, has been anything but Father's Day specials. Um, so let's
8: go. over Overnight, I'm going to go
18: to the three home teams. So we've got Liverpool to beat Villa, Crystal Palace to beat Wolves, Arsenal to beat Manchester United. That's a huge game. We know yeah. the, the rivalry there as well. Um, so Liverpool into Crystal Palace, into Arsenal. And I've got a bit of a same-game multi for the Liverpool game. Um, I think it's going to go over two and a half goals. Nunes, anytime goal scorer, and more than nine and a half corners, paying around the $6 mark.
8: Terrific. Hey, Mossy, have a great Father's Day. Thanks, as always, for Sunday morning. We'll talk next week.
18: Good on you, guys. Thanks,
19: Thanks
8: Mossy. There's Phil Moss talking the world of football. Here's the news.
16: Hello, I'm Sarah Warmbie. A man will face court today accused of being behind the wheel in a fatal crash in Sydney's south-west. Chandra Llewellyn reports. A 24-year-old woman was driving her 15-year-old brother home from work on Friday night when they were killed in the head-on collision at Heckenberg. Several occupants of the other vehicle fled the scene,
11: sparking a manhunt. A 20-year-old man handed himself in at Liverpool police
16: station late yesterday. Police now confirming he's been charged with five offences, including dangerous and negligent driving, causing death, failing to stop and driving while disqualified. Investigations are ongoing. Employers are being put on notice. They'll face major penalties if caught deliberately underpaying staff. The Herald reports the federal government's proposed workplace reforms to be unveiled tomorrow will make wage theft a criminal offence. Penalties include up to 10 years jail time and a hefty fine of up to 7.8 million dollars securing some of the best spots to view sydney's new year's eve fireworks will now be free the new south wales premier is scrapping ticket prices for government-owned sites including the royal botanic gardens and the domain tourism minister john graham says it'll be a relief for people doing it tough
19: this is a- great community event. In recent years, there's been a creeping uh, privatisation, really, of these fireworks with charges for key harbour vantage points increasing up to record levels Uh, This year, we've scrapped those. They'll be free. People can come together around the harbour.
16: Meantime, Brisbane skies lit up with an explosion of light and colour overnight with river fire. Matt Hepworth reports. Around half a million
5: people flocked along the Brisbane River to watch the 25-minute display. 11 tonnes or 25,000 fireworks lit up the night sky off rooftops, barges and bridges from more than a dozen locations across the city. Earlier in the evening, Spectators were treated to a flyover by the Royal Australian Air Force, while those seeking something a little less noisy enjoyed a light show featuring 400 drones floating over the Brisbane River. It's all part of the Brisbane Festival, which runs until September 23.
16: Also in news, police in Darwin are investigating after a man working at a bottle shop was dragged a short distance by a car during a robbery. A fuel reduction burn is taking place near Hobart. The Tasmania Fire Service says the burn-offs are planned for today and tomorrow. About half a million people are expected to visit the Royal Adelaide Show over the next nine days. And a former cricketer has launched a new program to help fathers take control of their mental and physical Physical health. Dad Fit connects local fathers and encourages them to exercise together as well as share their stories and experiences of being a dad. Ryan Carter's launched the program. He says men's health is often ignored.
20: Yeah, being a dad is awesome, but it can also be lonely and hard work. And it's so much easier when you have a team of dads around you to support you and share ideas. So everyone, reach out to the dads you know, and if you join DadFit, we'll help you to connect with a great group of dads around you.
16: This is An News. The Dolphins caused a final round upset in defeating the Warriors 34 to 10 in Brisbane. Dolphin skipper Jesse Bromwich says he enjoyed the way his team ended their inaugural season in the NRL.
19: Today we moved the ball ball around a lot. The boys seem to seem to be having fun out there. Um, that worked for us today. That type of foot is quite hard to replicate every single week. Um, it was just a bonus that you know we we're scoring a lot of tries today.
16: Warriors coach Andrew Webster says despite the loss, it won't affect their confidence in the finals against the two top teams.
0: We know what our game looks like. We know what we're going to do. and um, We'll be fine. Oh, mate, they're two great sides. Broncos or Panthers, either or... Um, I'd rather uh, a seven-day turnaround, but we we don't
16: complain. In the other games, the Panthers have clinched back-to-back minor premierships after a 44-12 win over the Cowboys. The Knights beat the Dragons 32-12. And the NRLW wins to the Dragons, Broncos and Knights. To AFLW, Essendon has beaten Hawthorne 49-30. Geelong too good for the Western Bulldogs 65-17. Carlton beat the Gold Coast by just two points, 34-35 to Adelaide defeating Port 58 to 28. And Ferrari's Carlos Sainz will start on pole position for tonight's Formula One Italian Grand Prix. Australian Independent Radio News.
0: We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Introducing the Car Sales Car of the Year, the all-electric Kia EV6.
10: With up to 528 kilometres of range, the Kia EV6 is leading the charge. And with its ultra-fast charging technology, you can charge from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. The Kia EV6, Car Sales Car of the Year. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop in to your nearest Kia dealer.
17: Kia, movement that inspires.
3: A dominant win by more than four lengths in the Cannonbury Stakes on debut. Best of Bordeaux. Wow, what a performance. Won the Silver Slipper in a faster time than Golden Slipper winners Piero, Farnan, She Will Reign, and Mosfah.
4: Best of Bordeaux, three lengths clear. Best of Bordeaux does it again.
3: The highest rated two-year-old cult of his generation. Best of Bordeaux, he's really strong at the end. Winner of the Roman Consul Stakes at three, just like Fastnet Rock, Exceed and Excel, and Russian Revolution. Best of Bordeaux, available for inspection at Coolmore traffic on the big sports breakfast
21: escape the daily grind with the royal caribbean three night weekend getaway book now and save up to 30 percent. plus kids cruise from just 29 dollars a day conditions apply most of the majors including the gore hill and moringa freeways are flowing well at the moment no hassles north to the central coast on the m1 looks like a clear run south out of the city on the princess highway approaches to anzac bridge are drama free to and from the city no dramas on the M4 past Olympic Park. At Officeworks, get free two-hour delivery. Place your order online and get it in two hours. Offer in September 3. exclusion supply. See officeworks.com.au forward slash delivery for details. I'm Solomon Gates, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio.
16: On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather.
8: And Father's Day weather around the country. Sydney today, partly cloudy and 19 degrees. Sunny for Melbourne, top of 20. Brisbane, partly cloudy, a top of 25 degrees. In Perth, a shower or two. Winds easing, a top of 17 degrees. Adelaide, sunny and 25. Hobart, sunny and 19. Sunny for Darwin, top of 33 degrees. And starting to warm up slowly in Canberra. Morning frost, mostly sunny and 18 degrees.
1: Here he is, young, oh, cartwheeling is way. he likes it. Oh, this is one of the great put-downs for the most tries ever in a season by a Newcastle
2: player. But it's six more. This is a powerful and stunning performance, a statement performance by Mitchell Marsh. Victory for Australia, a stunning margin, eight
3: wickets. He's got Kenny Brummidge there, he sets sail, and Kenny- It's a great finish to the game for the Dolphins. Tom has just completed what is his fifth hat-trick for Tottenham Hotspur. Spurs are running riot as the Burnley fans head to the exits in their droves. The Penrith Panthers
5: in front of a standing ovation. Clinch, the minor premiership. It's the Panthers
3: again, third time in four years.
7: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
8: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray for our final hour. Very shortly, we'll be joined by a legend of league in Bradley Clyde. Get his thoughts on the Raiders today and indeed the NRL final series, which kicks off next week. Tanya will be on with the sports update a little later. Of course, Phil Buzz Rothfield will join us. About 9.40 and talk all things rugby league and indeed sport as well. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on 13.53.53, SMS 0419767272. Of course, our talk topic today is dad jokes. Getting plenty of them, Dino.
9: We certainly are. Before we get into a dad joke, Ray, Mm -hmm. just wouldn't mind reading this one out. Bulldog, who would be your Rookie of the Year? I'd go for Buller from the West Tigers, even though they've got the spoon. That's from Steve. Yes, I think Buller would be a worthy choice, Ray. Two others uh, I would be looking at would be young Jacob Preston at the Bulldogs. Mm. Outstanding yeah. first mm. year. Real courageous young kid and has got future captain written all over him mm. at Canterbury, sooner rather than later. And I don't know the rules, Ray, because I've, I'll have to uh, nail them down before I go to air with them, but yeah. I think Rookie of the Year may be able to play a game or two the previous year and still be eligible. So if that is the case, okay. well, uh, Sunia Taruva from Penrith.
8: He's had a fantastic He's had a great he
9: year. He so if that's good. right, Ray, and let me double-check that, okay. um, he would be another candidate for uh, Rookie of the Year.
8: You know your favourite TV show? Home and Away. Um, Alf from Summer Bay.
9: Oh, what's Alf come on he's and
8: in. Why did Bulldog win the quiz? Because it's rigged. Happy Father's Day. Well, that can't be right, Alf, because I got beaten today. He sent that in before. Ah, oh, before. Because you are in front 15-14, but now it's 15-all. So, judging what Alf
9: says, if, it, mm-hmm. if it's true, which clearly it's not, <laughs> clearly it's if it's 15-all, <laughs> that would mean I only cheat every second week. Ah. Because you've so you, as many So are as you me. admitting now you cheat? No, not at all. I'm just <laughs> saying that Alf, I think, has got it all wrong. <laughs> there was no controversy today in the quiz. There wasn't, no. It's almost yeah. like the punters out there... Hate it when it happens, but they miss
8: it when it's not there. Questions were hard. They were hard today. Okay. Quick one, Michelle from Dubbo. A pony with a cough is just a little horse. <laughs> Happy Dad's Day. What about <laughs> Horace?
9: Dad joke. What do you call a chicken staring at a lettuce? Chicken Caesar salad.
8: Oh, very good.
9: Like it, Horace.
8: we better move on because our Legend of League is waiting patiently on the line. Bradley Clyde, good morning. Thank, thanks for waiting for us, Brad. Happy Father's Day to you, mate. And um, we're on the eve of another blockbuster final series, but one more important game this afternoon to determine the makeup of the bottom half of the top eight, the Sharks versus your beloved Raiders. Can they get the job done this afternoon? Brad, good morning.
19: Yeah, good morning, Ray Dean. Um, they certainly can. They've got a, a wonderful record against the Sharks, and uh, and particularly uh, at um, Shark Park. Um, look, they're, they're both uh, going to struggle once they do get into the, the semi-finals. But uh, I, I think uh, today's game can set themselves up for a, to, to have some momentum going into the semis.
9: Morning, Claudie. Good morning, Dean. How are you? Very serious start of the show. Serious yeah, question. Uh,
8: Open the ball with a serious morning. question.
9: Let's you? lighten it up, Clydie. What's <laughs> been going on? What have you been up to?
19: Uh, I've uh, too much work and not enough play, Dean. Fair enough. Um, yes, yes. Uh, um, you were in Brisbane for uh, Meta League uh, on Friday, <laughs> Clydie? Yes, I was. It, um, the Brisbane committee put on a, a, a wonderful lunch up there and, and raised uh, some some money for the, the family of league. Beautiful. Uh, We had 450 people in the room in in the Brisbane City Hall, which was... Fantastic. Spectacular. So, uh, and Wayne Bennett was our special guest and spoke about the, the Dolphins' efforts this year, which uh, and uh, we managed to get him to, to laugh a few times. So, that
9: itself was pretty special. He did unload on the media, though. Uh, no surprises that. there. No surprises there. He's done that for what, what 40 years. Would he have coached
8: years? you during your career at rep level or, or something, Brad? Or, he or, or he, he sure did. Well, look,
19: yeah. uh, to be fair, he was really influential on me. I was a 17 year old and he invited me to come and train with the Raiders every week uh, even though I wasn't playing for them and um, so yeah, it gave me an enormous start I thought in, in my career. A, a, a few analogies that I use every day um, uh, you know a, a no excuses environment you know a, don't make it if you set yourself a goal don't make any excuses still stays with me today and um uh, but um, and a huge, hugely influential. You think about all the teams and young men that he's influenced, and it's um, uh, he's had an enormous impact on on not just rugby league, but uh, certainly here in Australia and Queensland. Definitely...
9: Shark Park, the Savo, Cloddy. no Papa for the Raiders, mm-hmm. but Ricky, as we know him, he'll have him wound up.
19: He sure will. Um, Look, I, I think our number seven is probably integral for for today, and and certainly our back line. I, I think that's where we're, uh our um uh, a competitive advantage might be. We we've need to move the ball, and um I, I think every every time we've done that this year, and and that includes the forwards uh, and just little tip ons uh, around the middle of the field. I, I think are really valuable to to move this. Cronulla team around Mm,
8: Exactly The Sharks at home Are always tough to beat But as you mentioned earlier Brad The Raiders have a good record Against them
19: Yeah I think I was having a look At the stats It's 218 Mm. uh, Since the last time that The Sharks beat the Raiders And um, So I I look For that to continue Um, Obviously very even teams But I I, I do look at it And go well Both teams have lost Seven times To the the top eight teams. Um, so, are they really going to remain competitive in the finals? Well, time will tell. We, we've seen we've seen it before. Our teams come from the, the the lower half of the eight to, to really compete in the the, the uh, back end of the finals. So, mm. fingers crossed for the mighty Raiders.
9: Clyde, you never played under Ricky because obviously you're roughly the same age, but you've been in a lot of dressing rooms with him before the game. What? What's, what's Ricky like in the rooms before the game? I mean, just take us inside, if you can, as to what he would say, uh, his demeanour, his body language.
19: Uh, I think everyone will agree it's pretty intense. Yes. Uh, and But um, just some insight it, it, it deeply into the detail around the, the game plan and what's required, not of only just him, but um, of, of each position. So um, a quiet word to... The, the, the front row is right down to the, the number one, you know, he'll be, um, just saying, you know, just, uh, remember your role, or he might be talking about a specific play that, uh, he's required, that their commitment is required. And, um, but, um, and, and, you know, that each player's motivation is, is different. And, and Ricky certainly understands that. And he's, um, he he knew that even as a a, a player. To, to be fair, whenever no matter who was captain of the Raiders, um, Ricky had the same influence mm. um, right from from day one when he tied on a, a, the boots for the Raiders in 1988. Um, he he dictated the the play, and um, he was it, it was great for me. He uh, made my job a lot easier and the whole team. I think. Because he'd just narrate the whole game, but it was two and three plays ahead of um, uh, um, you know. So he he'd be recommending us we get to the sixty uh, by tackle three, and and this is how we're going to get there. And then we we get to uh, tackle three, and and that it's um, you know, he'd be telling us what, what what we're doing at the kick, you know, where the kick is going. It's that stuff that goes well. It allows you to just play your role, and, and uh, instead of having to think too much about creating play, because he took uh, took care of all that. For me, uh, I, I regard him as one of the best players I played because of that value that he brought to the to every team. Yeah,
8: I understand. Yeah, Brad, you're part of that. Gold near at the Raiders, 178 games for the Raiders between 1988 and 1998. Of course, Ricky Stewart, Malman, all those great players. there. But you also played 36 games for the Bulldogs. Before we get to the, the final series this year, Brad, what's your take on the Bulldogs' season? It's easy to say there's only one way from here is up, but they've been disappointing. Can they turn around as early as next season for, for their fans?
19: Yeah, I I certainly think so. I I was out there last week uh, as a guest and watched them play the the Seagulls. It wasn't one of their best games. But I I do see some uh, green shoots there. Uh, um, I think that um, Gus, uh, the infrastructure there, Cameron is a a wonderful coach. I I think um, there's enough good people within that organisation to turn things around. So... Uh, I think it'll be a tough <laughs> uh, mm. off season. Uh, I really do. I, I think um, it'll be a different Bulldogs team. Uh, something that they will draw on the, the culture. The Bulldogs do it better than anywhere else in, in circling the wagons. and Going well, this is it's us against them. We we we've got to turn yeah. this around, and uh, so I, I
9: think um, it'll be a very different team in two, three, four. most people think that uh, Penrith will emerge victorious yet again this year. Are you in that camp, or do you think that there's other sides in the top eight who are clearly high quality, because that's why they're in the top eight, that can topple the Panthers in the big games?
19: Yeah, I do. I think the Broncos are capable of that, even though um, we didn't see that on Thursday night. But I, I think the Bronx will give them a run. I, I think... Um, they're two very different teams, but uh, that back line of, of the, the Broncos, I think Kevy's done a magnificent job with turning their, that team around. And um, whatever that blueprint looked like, uh, the, the Bulldogs will probably get a sheet of that. But it, <laughs> yeah. And every a lot of teams would be going for it. But uh, I, they really impressed me, the, the back end of this year, and, and that's probably culminated with uh, the form of Reese Walsh and a number of those outside backs just, Tall, lean, strong, and fast, and whenever they take it to the line, if they don't break it, they bend it. You know, yeah. and it's um, it, it's good to watch. To be fair, I, I've really in, w- enjoyed watching both of those teams play their footy this year, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, because some of that is around less structure and, and more and more uh, playing footy with what they see in front of them yeah. and. and that part of it, it the, I, I find that the team with the most footy players in their team will win because they uh, know what to do, when to do it, and, and be able to create play for, for other players.
8: Yeah, they're exciting things to watch, aren't they, Penrith and, and the Broncos. What about the Storm and the Warriors? They make up the top four, obviously, and I think most people expect the winner to come from the top four. It's so difficult to come from the bottom half of the top eight. Uh, where do you see the Warriors and the Storm, Brad? I, I look at the base,
19: obviously super physical and, and um, really well-coached teams, I, um, I I can't see... I don't think they've got the, the flair of the other two. I don't think that they um, can really... Match the, the, the other two, uh, uh, so the other two being the, the Broncos and the Panthers. Mm. So I think that certainly compete. I, I do look at the two top teams, and then uh, there's a bit, a bit of a gap between third and fourth.
9: Okay. Clyde, before we let you go, Fitzy has text in say morning, boys. I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. Bradley Clyde should have been an immortal. Should be an immortal, yeah. So there you go. That's nice that people <laughs> still think of you and love you, oh, that,
19: that Yeah, that's really kind. Um, and just to be put into that frame is an um, enormous honour. Yeah.
9: Clydey, I know you hate talking about yourself. I've spoken to you for many years now, but gee, Ray, this bloke was something special. Oh, he was player. one of the greatest it's players. Player. Uh-huh. I had to do my greatest ever team over 30 years of journalism, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago now. And row, he was he? in my back row. Yeah, you to speak be. to this bloke who sits in this very chair during the week, Laurie Daly, and you ask Laurie, who his greatest player, he played with, and mm. instantly he says Bradley Clyde. So Clyde, are you still loved and you're still remembered? Oh, thank you. Guys, yeah, it's always good to talk the footy. I don't
19: talk it as much as what I used to. It, um, uh, and, uh, but really enjoying my footy, and, uh, and uh, thanks for the call.
8: One final word, Brad. Who does win the 2023 Premiership?
19: Yeah, it's a good question. I, I I would like to see the Broncos win. Uh, I didn't think those words would ever leave my lips. Queen's <laughs> uh, over there, Clyde, <laughs> are you? <laughs> no, no, not it. But I, I do, a good friend of, of Kevin Wilder's and, and Johnny Cartwright has mm. been a, a, a big contributor down there. I, uh, I'd like to see them win for those two.
8: They're certainly right in the contest. It's going to be a fascinating month of finals footy. Hey, Brad, really appreciate you coming on on a Sunday morning. Big game this afternoon between the Raiders and the Sharks. Best of luck for your Canberra Raiders and, and happy Father's Day, Brad.
19: Yeah, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And go the Raiders. Thanks, Thanks
8: Bradley. Bradley Clyden, you're right. Dino, an absolute legend of the game. He was sort of ahead of his time, wasn't he? He became the modern prototype of a back row. He was agile, he was fast, he had ball skills, he had size. And he played for 80 minutes, non-stop.
9: He was everywhere, Bradley yeah. Clyde, wasn't he? Powerhouse yeah. and probably the only thing that held him back, Ray, was a few injuries. Yeah. yeah. If he hadn't had those injuries, I think he would have been on the next level in terms of greatness. But if he's not on the first level, he's and certainly he on the played. second. Yeah. Yeah.
8: We'll take a quick break. This is Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
15: Skipped breakfast. Every morning when
20: I'm listening to you guys and the kids are in the car, and when I'm dropping them in school, you guys are on. But my daughter's cracked the sheets recently. She says, uh, Are you going to put on the Jibberty Javity show? What do you mean the Jibbity Jabberty show? She says, That's all they do. They're Jibbity Jabberty on about nothing. I agree it. with <laughs> her.
3: How old is she? And she's, I'll take that as She's seven years old. Seven years old. She's, old, she's spot her. on. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, You know what? That's probably not far off the mark. It's probably what we all listen to.
20: I'm taking
5: Jibberty Jabberty as a compliment. What people normally say about the rubbish that comes out of my mouth,
3: Jibberty Jabberty is a nice way to put it. Yeah. The Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays
6: from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. Spring is here and the racing is heating up at the Run to the Rose Day. Featuring thrilling group racing and a vibrant trackside atmosphere, it's your last chance to be part of the action ahead of the Sydney Everest Carnival. Run to the Rose Day, this Saturday at Rose Hill Gardens. Book now at theraces.com.au.
22: G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. The best thing about our pies... A deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef, sausage rolls, We even have junior pies
4: that you can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section, and if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Galo's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat.
2: Allbids Auction Place is one of Australia's top-rated online auction sites and is the first major auction house in the Sutherland Shire. Whether you're looking for cars, trucks, machinery, industrial auctions or so much more, Allbids handles it all with a national database of buyers. We take the hard sell off your hands, doing all the work to ensure you have a positive experience and maximise your return. Allbids, Australia's trusted home of unique online auctions. Now in Caringbah. Go to allbids.com.au.
16: On the big sports breakfast weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas.
17: Penrith has finished the regulation NRL season as minor premiers after a 44-12 win over North Queensland last night in Penrith. It's their third minor premiership in four years. Newcastle went into its match against St. George Illawarra, having already secured a home final, then defeated the Dragons at Jubilee 32-12, taking their winning streak to nine. The Dolphins ended their inaugural season with a win over the Warriors 34-10. The Warriors had secured fourth place before heading into the match and their rested a couple of key players and Parramatta had a last round bye. Today, Gold Coast play Canterbury at 2, Cronulla and Canberra at 4-5. So the final eight for 2023 Penrith, Brisbane, Melbourne Warriors, Newcastle, Cronulla the Roosters and Canberra In NRLW, the Knights 20 beat the Raiders 12 Broncos 32 over the Sharks 28 and a big win for the Dragons 48 over the Cowboys 16. Should that be cowgirls? Girls Girls should be. (laughs) (laughs) I just realised that. (laughs) Alex Dimonor has joined fellow Aussie Rinky Hijikata in the fourth round of the US Tennis Open after a comprehensive third round win this morning. He defeated Chile's Nicholas Jarry 6 1, 6 3, 6 2. Champion racehorse Nature Strip was retired yesterday after finishing sixth in the Group 3 Concord Stakes at Royal Randwick. He finishes his racing career with 22 wins from 44 starts, including nine Group 1s plus the Everest and $2,765,000 plus eight in prize money. In the what was that? A $8. Dollars oh, yeah, I end. forgot the $8 dollars <laughs> in the end there. The Hawks trained Remark won the Concorde in a thrilling finish from In Secret and Bella Nipatina. The David Payne trained Navajo Peak was the upset winner of the Group 2 Chelmsford Stakes, while apprentice jockey Zach Lloyd grabbed a Group 2 double, winning the Furious Stakes on Tis Invincible and Pericles in the Tramway Stakes. At Caulfield, Mr Brightside won the first Melbourne Group 1 race of the season, the Memsey Stakes. Meantime, at Tabcourt Park, when Angle last night, the inaugural running of the richest harness race in the world the $2.1 million the Eureka it was won by Ncypha driven by Luke McCarthy in a come from behind victory the only mayor in the race and paid $30 for the win the favorite leap to fame was second and Captain Ravishing came in third Tottenham continues its unbeaten record in the English Premier League season. Ange Postacoglu's side recovered from a goal down to beat Burnley away 5-2. Sheffield United and Everton drew 2 all. Brentford and Bournemouth also 2 all Chelsea 0, not Forest 1. Man City 5-1 over Fulham. And teenager Evan Ferguson scored a hat-trick to help Brighton to a 3-1 win over Newcastle. Ferrari's Carlos Sainz has pipped Max Verstappen in qualifying to take pole for the Italian Formula One Grand Prix. Sainz teammate Charles Leclerc was third fastest. The top three were separated by just 0.067 of a second over the 3.6 mile Monza circuit. Oscar Piastri will start from seventh. Australia plays South Africa tonight in the third men's T20 cricket match in Durban. The Aussies have already won the three-match series. The first of five one-dayers begins in Blomfontein on Thursday night. And The Boomers play Georgia in a dead rubber at the Men's Basketball World Cup in Japan this afternoon at 5.30. Their loss to Slovenia on Friday night sees them unable now to make the quarterfinals. But some good news though, they did enough in the tournament to gain qualification to the Paris Olympics next year. Now what I'm about to play for you, or Mm -hmm. Hamish, was... said earlier in the week, so many people may have heard it by now, but I just love it. I think it's great. American sprinter Noah Lyles, who won the 100, the 200, and the 4x100 relay, won gold in all those events. In at Budapest. The, yeah, in the recent World Athletics Championships, the first athlete to win the sprint triple since Usain Bolt in mm-hmm. 2015. So it's a huge deal. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. deal. Mm-hmm. Well, at the World Champs recently, he spoke at a press conference at the event and expressed his thoughts on something that had been bugging him for a while.
15: You know, the thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA Finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? <laughs> the United States? Don't get me wrong, I, I love the U.S. at times, <laughs> but that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no flags no flag in, in the NBA. NBA. I just that. love that. has got a really good point. So
17: no surprise, in the day of social media, there's been plenty of backlash oh, of course, over this. A couple of NBA stars have come out to disagree with him. Kevin Durant, in fact, put on Instagram, somebody help this brother. Um, sports, really? Yes, yeah, yeah. sports commentators on American television don't agree with him either. Saw one in particular who said that he's ignorant and pointed out that at least a third of the NBA are international players. But um, Shikari Richardson, who is the female equivalent, yep. the American sprinter who won the 100-200 and, and as well, um, she says, "I'm stand- no surprise, I'm standing with Noah on this one. The organisation has players from different countries, but do they compete against... Against different countries. That's which the Which makes sense. You have to no. go against the world in order to be a world champion. Mm-hmm. So, agree or not, I just love the fact that he said it. Yeah, an American, and an American saying, saying it. Saying a, a, it yeah, an yeah. American yeah. Yeah. But, but it's like
8: the baseball that, that you win the World, world series. series. They call it the world champion, but it's played in America. Yeah, <laughs> but um,
17: Hamish pointed out, because Hamish, our Palmer knows everything, knows more than all of us put mm-hmm. together, that the World Series was named after, it was the sponsor. Is that right, Hamish? Yeah. Name of the newspaper that used to sponsor it. So that's where World Series came from. But they do say world champions, Chicago, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's always been a little… Be, a bugbear bear of mine too. Oh, world champions are what. Yeah. World is, champions. That's of an American. What? It is American. They I know. Like, yeah. They think the world yeah. revolves around America. And I love America. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love
9: Americans, but they do have that. It's all about us.
8: Poor
17: guy got pillory. It Was just his opinion. I know. Yeah. But I just and all the who laughed at him yeah. um, when he said the world champions are <laughs> <The> what. what?
21: <laughs> oh, oh, I love mean, him. He's
17: my new hero now, <laughs> Noah Lyles. Um, my other hero, just quickly. Um, so it doesn't matter what sport you follow. Really, anyone can appreciate greatness. And in the world of women's gymnastics, there is no greater mm. um, than American Simone Biles. You love
8: her. yeah. You watch her come back, aren't
17: you? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you may remember um, she was tipped to scoop the pool and win the all-round gold at the Tokyo Olympics two years ago. And during the competition, she pulled out after winning. She still won a bronze in the beam, believe it or not, because she was suffering an attack of what they called the twisties which is a mental condition. So Mm. it wasn't a physical. Most people pull out of uh, sporting events because, yeah, pretty much. Most people pull out of sporting events because they're physically hurt, but this was a a mental condition. Um, There's so many different definitions to it. I guess it boils down to a lack of confidence when you lose your sense of space and dimension while in the air. So you find yourself doing flips that aren't in that actual, you know, move that you're trying to make. Um, and it's sort of like your mind and your body are out of sync, and therefore you lose confidence, and then your ability to land safely mm. is just totally gone.
8: Let's put it in a context because she was clearly the gold medal favorite and 100%. the best gymnast in the world, well, probably
17: she, ever. You, you see sometimes mm. on her leotard, she's got little uh, little um, goat. Yes. There. she's yeah. just a goat. She's yeah. simple. as simple as that. Apparently, it's in golf. In golf, it's compared to the yips, yips. in mm. golf. In golf. Yeah. Mm. So, after the games, um, a lot of people were saying she will probably retire. She had achieved so much and, as I said, she's mm. the goat. She got married, was quiet for a while, assuming that, you know, she's just getting, she's happily wedded bliss. Well, two years later, she's back. And she appeared in a competition in August called the American Classic, where she won the women's all round by five points. Mm, and in gymnastics, that is a lot. Mm. And last weekend she scooped the pool again at the U.S. Gymnastics Championships. She that, won. Baby. <laughs> she won the all round gold medal. She won the f- gold in the floor, the beam and the vault, and she came third in the uneven bars. She's 26, the oldest person to ever do so, and the world champs are at the end of this month in Belgium and then the Paris Olympics Has next year. Has she stated year. she wants to get to Paris? Is she, that the well, goal? You don't. You, yeah, no, she hasn't. She okay, hasn't, yeah. but you would assume you would yeah. because you wouldn't keep going considering at how... Yeah her age. Yeah, well, yeah. She, yeah, she's already won Olympic gold, so it's not that she hasn't um, won that before, but I think after ha- what happened in Tokyo. Mm. But what's so extraordinary about her as well is that um, there's a, a vault called the Yuchenko double pike. It's the hardest vault in the world. Men and women. No, she's the only woman to ever have done it, landed, and yeah. uh, in competition, mm. um, a few men have done it. But because of the different physicality, they have to, uh, you know, do it a bit differently. Um, she she did it first in 2021. Made headlines all around the world. Yep. Um, well, she did it at the Classic, and she did it again at um, the U.S. Championships, and landed perfectly. Mm. Um, But what's incredible also about this vault is that before she even lines up, she loses 0.5 of a point because her coach has to stand on the mat where she lands because it is such a dangerous vault. So therefore, because he's there, she already loses Mm -hmm. a half a point before she gets there. the level of
8: difficulty, if she lands it, Puts the score through the roof. Oh, yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah. That's
17: right. Um, so in layman's terms, it's almost a triple back somersault with straight legs. Mm. So you can imagine a triple, triple somersault when your legs are bent, but she's got straight legs. So when you, she when goes, you showed me the
8: other night, it yeah, defies physics. It's just it defies incredible.
17: physics how she does it. It does. But I think what she has in her favour, she can get such height, but she's four foot ten, mm. I think, and because of her smaller, you know, she's not as tall as, as the, you know the other girls that she can – Get, yeah, yeah she so can it's do, it's just do that. Phenomenal. It's just extraordinary, yeah, yeah, so we'll look out for that. Hey, Tam, before you go on a couple of dad jokes before you go. This is from
8: Tiger Dave at West Ryde. Hi, team. Father's Day, um, here is my dad joke. What did the fish say when it swam into a wall? Oh, I don't know. Damn.
17: Oh, okay. And
8: after dinner, my wife asked if I could clear the table.
17: I needed a running start, but I made it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be the worst joke teller, only, no, no, only usurped by my ability to sing. Um, because, no, me again. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm the second worst and you are the yeah, worst. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But I remember, I do know one joke. and um, The reason, it's more sentimental than, than humorous. It's, um, why did the banana go to the doctor? Because he wasn't peeling well. Now not funny as in oh, the grand like scheme of things, but my son told me that when he was four years old. So and it was head. the very first joke he ever said and I laughed and laughed and laughed because it, you know, come from the mouth yeah. of babes. And I've always thought to myself, I'm gonna remember that all my life as the first joke you ever told. <laughs> I can only bring it up on Father's Day. Do you remind demos sometimes? <laughs> yeah, <they're> like no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You might like, he's in that stage where he's super cool Pretty now. Cool.
8: Hey, thanks so much, Tan. We'll take a quick break. Coming up next, Phil Buzz Rothfield. <laughs>
15: And now for the most exciting two minutes in sports.
1: The very best of U.S. racing seven days a week.
5: Looking at Lee, can't catch always dreaming, who's the 143rd winner of the
15: Kentucky Derby.
1: Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network.
15: Sports Report. First up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket.
11: And the, it, Sorry, but our national sport what? is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's rugby league. No, leech. cricket
16: was played first.
11: No, soccer's played the most. The football's probably no, played
16: the, the best. Well, the
0: world would argue yeah. it's swimming. We serve more than we swim. We
11: ski I,
16: almost no, as much as no, we Sport is our sport,
11: and it's all better on the Tab app. Tab. We're on.
0: You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
2: Sydney's greatest racing carnival is here. Be trackside for thrilling racing, live music and the world's richest race on turf, the Tab Everest. Revel in Sydney's glorious spring for fun, food and fashion. Sydney Everest Carnival, September 16 to November 11. Book now at theracers.com.au
15: Hi, Craig Lowndes here. As a professional driver, safety is my highest priority. That's why I'm a proud ambassador for the Australian Road Safety Foundation. September marks Rural Road Safety Month. Now it's a national initiative to highlight the horrific stat that two out of three fatalities occur on our roads happen either in rural or regional areas. We're calling on you to choose road safety every time you're behind the wheel. I choose road safety for every single road user. Who do you choose it for?
11: Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team.
5: Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge. Plus head to Sha Tin for the four group ones and the World Turf Championships.
11: And when not at the racecourse, you can shop, harbour cruise or just relax.
5: Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong. Myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly.
11: For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au.
9: Deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, Raymond, I'm talking about garlo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Mm. Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought. Take a night off from cooking and grab a garlo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember, we are located in the chilled meals section and if you can't find us, ask for Garlo's pies by name. Garlo's pies, they're thin on pastry but they're big on meat.
2: And a late offload as well to Destiny Brill. It's opened up for her again. Preston and Johnston
5: shut her down. No, they don't. The pass back Maddox to Broughton. Gail Broughton for the line. What a try. She's in for a second. And the lead-up works spectacular from Brisbane.
7: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
8: Welcome back to the show. Phil, Buzz Rothfield joins us again on the eve of another final series. At first, we've got two games to complete the home and away season later on today. Buzz, good morning. You must be pumped for the finals, mate. I really am, Raymond. Good morning, Bulldog. Um, yeah, I think... Um, I
14: read a story in the, the other paper this morning. You see the crowds this year, guys? They've broken an all-time record for number of people through the turnstiles.
8: Wow.
9: I think there's four clubs, um, Buzz. I don't have them in front of me. There's four clubs, Manly, Melbourne, Penrith, and the Roosters, I think, who have set individual crowd records this year.
14: I reckon Bulldog 2 would be more sellout because Cronulla sells out. That. You know, I jumped online on Monday. I had the try and buy a couple of tickets for a mate of mine to, to go to um, Shark Park this afternoon for Canberra, was sold out Monday. Incredible.
8: What do you think about Isn't this? Um... But...
9: Sorry, mate. Sorry, Buzz. I was going to say, what do you think about the fact that um, these big stadiums aren't being used in the final, yet Shark Park only holds, say, 12,000, yeah. 13,000? Look, Cronulla deserve a home final. They've worked their butts off all year yeah. to, to, to get that. Where do you sit in the whole thing?
14: There's a guy at the Roosters. He's an historian, a guy called Alan Katzman, and
9: you, you know
14: he's a he's a Roosters fanatic and he's very closely associated with the club. And he was on Twitter yesterday saying this game should be at Allianz, You know, get more than twelve thousand in. And you know what? He's got a very good point that uh, but Cronulla have finished ahead of the Roosters, so you cannot, under any circumstances, give the Roosters the home ground advantage. Now when you're locking out as many fans as they will be, um, when it looks like they're going to host the Roosters, the Mm. Solvice the win today, shouldn't they have thought about Combank or Um, to, You know, to to get as many people into a rugby league final as they can, I don't know. You know, I like Shark Park, but I don't like seeing people not being able to get to the football. We could have 20,000 fans, Buzz.
9: I say we could be locking out up to twenty, twenty-five thousand 25,000 fans, but, you know, as I said, Buzz, since February, these players have worked their butts off to get this home final, and Cronulla has deserved it.
14: Yeah, I know. And look, Cronulla home grounds the
9: story for another day. Bulldog, they are the only club in
14: the competition who have had absolutely not a penny from the state government for high-performance centre or for ground improvements. You see Manly, that new Bob Fulton stand, there's plans to do Campbelltown, Penrith start work. The end of next year, they're moving out and they've got $309 million. They all deserve it, but Twinola's um, problem is they're privately owned and the government doesn't wish to spend money there.
8: Mm, big issue, though. It big is, issue. yeah. Hey, Buzz, another issue, I love your thoughts. Dino's had his opinion, is um, given the number of players that were rested in the final round and a couple of the huge clashes became particularly the the Storm Broncos were primarily reserve graders. Should the NRL look at an AFL style week off going into the finals? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah
14: I'm going to have to disagree with you guys here because I really, really enjoyed the Broncos Storm It was game. a great
8: game, yeah. It was a great game to be fair. Yeah.
14: And for see that young fella, Falago, mm. in the 14 jersey for Storm, to see Tristan Saylor was really, really exciting. And I'll tell you what that game did. It gave me confidence that we can expand to an 18 team. I've been one who worried about the depth. but It's a matter of sharing the players' around Bulldog, isn't it?
9: Yeah, certainly right, Buzz. You know, I said on the well, show earlier, though, that I don't like the fact that all these players are being rested, it's every coach is right, and there's a big picture here, which is winning the Premiership. Yeah. But I just don't think it does the integrity of the game any good when you're missing, what, 30, 40 players in one round.
14: Yeah, look, I know what you're talking about. Every time I turn on the Broncos, I turn on to watch Reese Walsh
13: and those other yeah.
14: outstanding mm. players. But you know what? If Kevin Walters had played his top squad and there were a couple of hammies or injuries that would force them out of football, we'd be all, you know, why did he play the Bulldog? The Broncos don't need the 200000 for the minor premiership prize money and I can understand they're looking at this big picture and yeah, they were going into the game, a lot of no-names and sides, but they by full time, we'd come to learn that these two great clubs so far ahead of the Canterbury's, the St. George's, the West Tigers, mm. with the way they develop and recruit football. They were exceptionally good, both sides. Mm. i tell you what I loved uh, seeing the pre- thing we talked about it on Father's Day. Did you see when the cameras panned on Wendell Saylor? Oh, yes. yes. And, and he loved it, didn't he? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. How proud was he? Good on him, yeah you know, and that, those two have been through a bit together in recent years, haven't they? And, you know, Doug, I know I can understand what you're talking about, but I can understand that first and foremost, it's who wins in four weeks' time, not who... Uh, look, for example, who won the minor premiership seven years ago? I wouldn't have a clue.
9: Mm. Would you? Yeah, you know, the point taken, Buzz, I, I did stress that. I, there is a big picture here, and I get it. Uh, there's no solution to the, this dilemma but it's just you know no, no, if we if no we turn reason. the telly on in state of origin buzz and there's missing 12 players then we all jump up and down
14: mm-hmm. yeah look i think we got to take out
9: um you know we've got to give Ivan cleary a wrap here because
14: he has since origin he's done it on a sort of rotating basis hasn't he yep. you know, mm-hmm. and, and um he
21: played
14: see i wouldn't have played Clery yesterday just in case. Like if he's gone and blue eye there stuck. But smarter minds and me worked out that he needed a rub with Conger in the halves.
8: Yeah, no exactly yeah. Hey Buzz but before, it's, yeah. it's give a take, dog, you know, no, it's a good point. Hey Buzz, before we get into your take on the finals coming up next week, really interesting piece in What's the Buzz today about Andrew Davy was talking about the Bulldogs and their culture and his experience there. Yeah. Tell us about that, Buzz.
14: Well, Andrew Davies, as I've explained here, is a tradesman like, hard-working, forward, um, solid. Not, you know, he he's not a big name player. He's not soft. He's not a winger. Left Manly last year after the Pride jersey fiasco. Wanted to get a fresh start at Canterbury and said he just didn't fit in, in the environment there. Mm. And he's, a, have you ever met him, Bulldog? Uh Yeah, I think I have. Yeah, he's a very, very level headed guy. Did a carpentry trade, um, um, you know, went to Parramatta, didn't date Moodle 28, but he just couldn't fit in. He didn't enjoy it. He didn't, um, you know, he wouldn't go into enormous deep. But I was trying to get a picture painted of what it was like behind closed walls there at the Bulldogs, and he just left. He, he couldn't cope with it. Mm-hmm. And um, look, the, the reason I went to the. I, I, It was important to try to find someone who would talk up what Cameron Serraldo and Phil Gould are doing there. But it's very, very hard to find a football player who is. And Canterbury keep going on about their lack of leaders at the club. You know, Gus has signed 37 players in three years and I would have thought he would include some leaders among those players he has signed. But... um, yeah, it's interesting. It, it's been a disappointing season. They've got a tough final game, too, against the Titans on the Gold Coast this afternoon as well. But, um, yeah, um, mm. very difficult
9: year for the club. Buzz, another key story in your What's the Buzz column in the Sunday telly is a story you've written about Lachlan Ilias. Yeah. Run, a, run us through that.
14: Well, I've got to thank you for your help here because I wasn't on Facebook on Friday night and you noticed that... Um, Craig Field, former South Sydney, Manly, Balmain, I think, halfback, had got stuck into Lachlan Ilias on uh, Facebook. Said, I've got to get this off the chest. I don't care what uh, people at South think, but number seven's not up to what the coach thinks, et cetera, et cetera. And then it became more of a story when I noticed that the legendary halfback, uh, Craig Coleman, liked the comment now. I think of all the people you to blame at South this year. I think that my view was to single out one player, probably on three hundred thousand dollars, a young halfback still learning his craft. When you consider the Latrell Mitchell, the Tom Burgess weren't there for the you know such a, um, a big part of the second round. Cody Walker's form dips. Um, I, I just and, and Brayton Nassau had a bit to say about it. Mm. So I rang him and. Yeah, it's, it's a tough game, isn't it, Bulldog? Because, look, I think all South fans are entitled to look back at their recruitment a couple of years ago. A decision was made to let Adam Reynolds go. And, um, he's on fire at the Broncos. He's helped Kevin Walters turn them into a super club. And, yeah, and Lockham Ilias has had to wear a lot of the blame. Um,
9: but I'm just not a... sure. What do you think? Well, I was just going to say there's a bit of a follow-up to this story. Craig Coleman... Who's a good yeah. friend of the show has gone onto Facebook this morning, and among other things, says if Braith would like to arrange a meeting with his client, that being Lachlan, uh, I would be only too happy to have a chat with him. I hope he can, con- I hope he can turn constructive criticism into a positive, and become a yeah. great South halfback because the team really needs one. And that was posted about an hour ago, Buzz. Yeah, no, that's good
14: because you know what. Tugger's a club legend, and I don't like seeing club legends sniping at current players, and whether it was constructive or not, I don't like the tone of the message that Craig Field put up there. Mm. Um, But I think it'd be a wonderful thing for Craig Coleman to to maybe come back into the inner circle at South. I I don't know if he does anything at the club right now, and I'm not saying he becomes a full-time specialist coach, but I'd like to see him there even as a consultant, like other clubs have, for their halves, And um, he's got a lot of old tricks, Tugger, and he's been around the block many times. And he is a very, very proud old South Sydney Robino.
9: So maybe that can happen one day and he can
14: get back into the inner circle.
9: Interesting story, too, in your column today. Buzz, the is to consider implementing a complete ban on coaches yes. commenting on referees at their post-match press conferences. Yes. Surely what not. What do you
14: think of that? Oh, well, Surely I think not.
9: it's... No, I'd vehemently disagree. I think a coach has a right to discuss it in a reasonable, rational way. I just don't see yeah. why a coach yeah. should be told that he cannot comment on a certain aspect. What's the point of having the press conferences then? What's next?
14: Yeah, can you be? Re- I've got a question. Can you be reasonable
9: and rational within
14: ten to fifteen minutes after a game when your season's on the line and there's been a What I'm trying to say, Dog, is when the match review committee, they've looked at video after video. They've got a better understanding of the incident. Mm. Bray Manesley doesn't do his big speech every week until Monday afternoons, and he's had more than 24 hours to properly look at the incidents. I don't want to gag coaches, but I think, Dog, in some cases, we have coaches who are often in
9: denial, and want to blame the referee or other but things. they've got a right, haven't they, Buzz, to at least bring up what's on their mind. That's why we go to a press conference, to find out what they're thinking. Yeah,
14: yeah. yeah. You don't worry that um, it gets a bit out of hand now. Well, again. if
9: they if it does get out of hand, well, then they fine them. Fine them. Mm. Yeah,
8: yeah. It's
14: um, interesting. I, I think it's a, I think it's a good debate because you've got two really smart CEOs, Edino Mezzetesta and Blake Soly commenting in support of it, and apparently most of the other clubs were. Maybe they're sick of writing out ten thousand dollars checks <laughs> to Andrew Abner. Yeah, exactly. But um, you know, I listen to people like these two bulldogs. But look, I'm like, you know, one of my favourite things in rugby league is not just watching Ricky Stewart on the sideline but watching his facial expressions when he steamed up at a press conference. Mm. And it is part of the theatre of rugby league, but sometimes coaches need to be protected from themselves. And look, whether the rule will get through Bulldog, I just don't
8: know. Mm, It's an interesting debate. Hey, Buzz, before we get on your thoughts about today's game and the finals, I know you love your racing nature strip being retired yesterday and i just got a text from joe pride he's also confirmed that eduardo has now been retired um he retires 100 percent sound finishing on the big stage with another race against nature strip he beat nature strip home yesterday so 8-5 nature strip in their head to heads two wonderful old warriors nature strip and eduardo they've given us a lot of memories buzz
14: Oh, haven't they, mate? You know, I don't get to the races all that often, but uh, you know, you follow the careers of horses like that, don't you? And mm. um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful racing machines. Okay. Sounds like just you
9: and Ray, right, two old warriors. Yeah, <laughs> just to... look. I, I had a racing story
14: in my column today, and if you don't mm. mind, I'll just
9: quickly repeat yeah, it. It's, it's a beauty. <laughs>
14: Noel Keller, the, the Queensland jockey, he must be a battler, is he, right? He's,
8: uh, he's not, but he he, he doesn't mind well, um, a, a dollar. Doesn't mind a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
14: Well, he was working as a barrier attendant at the trials on the Gold Coast on Wednesday, but he does a bit of Uber driving on the side, so he <laughs> knocks off um, he, he knocks off the barrier trial work. He turns his Uber app on to pick up a fare to Brisbane Airport, and takes a p- passenger up there. And he drops him at the airport, pops over to Durban, and rides the winner of the third round.
8: <laughs> Three earns in one day. <laughs> yeah, how <laughs> good that, eh? It's fantastic, yeah. Hey, Buzz, two games to complete this year's home and away series, Gold Coast versus Bulldogs is a 2pm game, but the big one is your Sharky's take on the Raiders at 4.05pm.
14: Yeah, it's a big one to sort out who's going to play who, isn't it, in the, uh, in the top eight? Yeah. Um, um, if the Sharks win, they play the Roosters. If the Raiders win, they play the, Ro- is the Roosters. Is that how it works, Bulldog, or?
9: uh Yes, that's right, Buzz.
14: Yeah. But look, I think both sides, considering you know the Sharks have sort of come good, and Braden Twindle's doing a good job, Nico Hines back today, uh, I think they'll want to storm into the finals. They bombed out last year, and I've got a feeling they might turn it on today. Obviously, Corey Horsborough and... Um, is out. That's a huge globe with um, Papalihi out of the Raiders' side. So I expect the Sharks to get the money, mate, and they will be
9: there giving them a cheer. You know it's uh, working media only for the hot pies too, Phil. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Phil's been known well, to uh, get out of his of seat, walk up the grandstand stairs, climb the fence <laughs> and get stuck into the pies. Pushing out of the way working media to put his nose in the trough. Like George in
8: Seinfeld. Correct, fire. Yeah, <laughs> correct. I'll well, tell,
14: you, tell you what, I'm going to go to the Rugby League Rides Association because <laughs> <laughs> Dino Mesa Testa has banned the party pies. Oh, They're no longer there. It shows how long you'll, since you've been to the party. <laughs> there you go. And what we, get, what we get when we walk into the press box is a little voucher. We can take it downstairs, get a chicken burger, chips, and a soft drink or whatever you want. So for a party pie, what I'm going to do this afternoon is tap on the door of my good mate, the chairman of
9: Cronulla, Steve Mace, and I'll grab a couple of his and I'm sure be hovering around the back of those private <laughs> suites. <laughs> yeah,
8: yeah. Hey, good on you, Buzz. Happy Father's Day, too. Happy Father's have, Day. have you got a Father's yeah, Day guy. joke before yeah. we go, mate?
14: Mate, I don't have any, really. I'll tell you what's a bit of a joke. Yeah. Not my family did. They all chipped in and they bought me some golf clubs.
9: Mm-hmm. So oh, what really?
14: Do, what I'm going to do in the off-season... I'm going to rig you up, Bulldog, and I'm going to do what I last did 20 years ago and bash you up on the golf course.
9: So. <laughs> Phil talks to the ball when he's on the golf course. <laughs> the he'll, he'll, whatever he'll works first. for you. He'll putt, and he'll go, turn, turn, left, turn <laughs> right. It's like Phil, the ball can't <laughs> hear you. <laughs> whatever works <laughs> for
8: you. Right, I you'll have to get out and have a swing with us, mate. Oh, well, I'd love to do it. I haven't, haven't played golf for three years. I've got to test that shoulder out again, so I'd love to do it. Hey, Buzz. Thanks, have, Buzz. Have a great day, mate, and um, we'll talk you next too, week boss. with the NRL Finals. See you, mate. Cheers, pal. Phil Buzz Rothfield talking all things football. Do you know any final word on these two games this afternoon? Gold Coast Bulldogs, who wins?
9: Uh, yeah, I've just got a couple of I'll
8: changes. Changes here. Oh, Sorry, right, yeah. you just
9: mm-hmm. got me a bit off guard there. Uh, yeah, Nico Hines obviously returns for the Sharks for the big game, and Corey Horsburgh has been found mm. guilty. We knew that. Buzz just went through it. And there's that uh, Titans-Bulldogs game. Two o'clock. Mo Fotowaker for the Titans uh, will return. And for the Bulldogs, Ray, Faye, Taylor, Mariner and Ryan Sutton are listed as reserves. And they look to make it back for the final game. But they aren't expected to play. Liam Knight and Luke Thompson will start.
8: Who wins? Doggies and Titans?
9: Gold Coast win. And I think... Oh, gee. That's a 50-50 down at Shark Park. I'll go the Sharks... Purely because they're at home.
8: Yeah, quick one. Didn't ask Buzz this, but just quickly, Gordon's asked, he wanted me to ask Phil Rothfield, has there been a better player at all levels this year than Daly Cherry Evans? He's had a great year.
9: Oh, there's been multiple great players, Gordon, but, geez, Cherry's right up there. Yeah, he's, he's had good. a stellar year. He's terrific He does it every year.
8: And one more dad, dad joke before we go. Gordon, Fitzy, why are, sp- are spiders so smart? They find everything on the web. <laughs> you had enough of this, Dino? Yes, you had I'm enough done. of it, okay. Coming up on Racing HQ with Grant Boyd and Gary Cleesey will preview today's Big Maury Cup Day meeting and Chantel Buckley will look at Mudgy. They are both great judges. A big sports breakfast is back tomorrow morning at 5.30. And if you'd like to revisit any of today's show or interviews, go to Spotify or the podcast icon on your iPhone or Android. In our all finals next week, Dino, here we go. Can't wait. Bring it on. Enjoy your Sunday, everybody. And enjoy your sport.